Hello, heroes and heroines, sidekicks and supervillains, and welcome back to yet another episode of Panel Pictures, a podcast about comics and comic book film. I'm your friendly neighborhood, Zach, and as always, I'm joined by the closest thing that we'll get to Lar Fleas, at least in this universe, Cody McKinney. And Cody, I pulled Nick Fury today. I, uh, I assembled the team, as best as I could at least. And uh, we've got some guests here today. So we have the patron saint of Japanese Spider-Man, our fun usual guest as always, Joe Bowman. How do people? <laughs> Why... Why can't you just say hi? Like, what is wrong with you and Cody both? Both y'all can't say hi. Like, He's boring as fuck. He wants to be a personality. That's... I am a personality. And yeah. I don't have a personality. Ripped right out <laughs> from uh, whatever uh, 90s cartoons we're trying to be. Yeah, okay, sure. The the 90s Spider-Man cartoons. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah. To create a balance, he has to be louder. There is no balance. There's you two, and then there's me. The scales are tipped. Except for, we also have another guest, though, and I'm being rude. Okay, Cody, before I you know bust your metaphor up here. Uh, <laughs> Zach Smash. Zach Smash. Zach Smash, yeah. That's my other identity. Puny metaphor. Um, <laughs> puny metaphor. But uh, we also have today, uh, I don't know, I got to come up with something for... for we have our, our mistress of mayhem, our uh, perpetuator of everything awesome, Cassie K. Cassie. Hi. And today we are also we are talking about uh, the Avengers 2012 Avengers. But before we do that, I feel like we should talk about the uh, the recent announcements they made at uh, I don't know is it just called Disney Expo or D23? Is it D- so it's just D23. Okay. Yeah. Um, they've announced a ton of comic stuff at this, mm. and I'm kind of pumped. What does the 23 stand for? Is it because it's like. I don't remember. I don't know. Is it, is it, I think because like doesn't it, they own that number? I th- Immediately I a, ask a question. Yeah. No, 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 it's fine. Uh, maybe it is. Hold on a second. Yeah. Oh, oh, the, the, the room uh, where they make all the creative bullshit. Yeah, yeah. The, that number that's always in everything. I thought that was a one hundred number though, because it was like a college course. I have no idea. Let me see. I know but while about you look Disney, <laughs> while you guys look that up, uh, we've had a crazy amount of Disney Plus stuff announced uh, that is comic book related. So we have. A Moon Knight series, a Miss Marvel series, and a She-Hulk series coming out. Mm. Uh, what? Yeah, which is all insane. Yes. Go, Real go quick. Yes. D23 refers to D for Disney and 23 for 1923, the year Walt Disney founded the company. Ah, okay. Son of a bitch. There we so go. There you go. How dare they do logic uh, with their titling and things like that, cute little hints and whatnot. Um, but yeah, so they did that. Uh, they've uh, talked more about the Marvel What If series and like some of the episodes that they're going to do. Mm. So they're going to do like Peggy Carter as a super soldier uh, and that kind of thing. Doing, uh, I think she's going to become like Captain Britain or something like that is the, mm. uh, the idea. That'd be dope. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's really, really neat. But there's a lot of cool stuff. I'm really excited, though, about those Disney Plus series. I think this is going to be like the nicer way for Marvel to continue the, the MCU, right, without mm. it being too much in our face. Because for a while, we were getting like, what, two movies a year? Sometimes like it feels like three. And so now we've got like one movie a year-ish, sometimes two. And then we have the, all these Disney Plus series, you know, for for ravenous consumers of media, you know, such as ourselves. No, yeah, uh, I, I might be wrong here, but I seem to recall there being seven projects announced for twenty twenty one Marvel is related there, projects. So is there? Yeah, well, three of them the being Loki the TV one, shows. Right? Yeah, I think Loki was one of them. Which but had I, the worst I, title card of anything I've ever seen. Just. Well, according to Cody, Hawkeye's got the <laughs> the worst uh, title art well, there. He, it's it stylized like uh, the the like recent the string of comics that were really I, popular. That's what I tried Ooh, to tell Cody, and Cody from, didn't uh, like that. I don't care Those what it's based so on. Good. It looks bad. Excuse well, you, if they the show nice. looks like the title does, it's going to be amazing. That's the one by um, <laughs> I don't is know it Arrow. Because I, I read a lot of that one. 
I don't know, actually. Good. I just yeah. look at the pictures. They're all real super fraction, pretty. It was Fraction and Aja. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was mm. so good. Yeah. Beautiful, stylized art. Yeah, it really was. Um, But, yeah, you're, I think you're right, Joe. Like, I think combining with, like, the Disney Plus, you're going to have, like, seven entries or something so like, like that. So, like, that leaves four untitled Marvel movies, I think, for the... Yeah. Or maybe they talked about them, and I'm just uh, misremembering stuff. Yeah. But, you know, we've got, we've got plenty of Marvel coming in the future, and it's funny that we get it now, and, you know, we got... Some of it at Comic-Con a couple weeks ago, but really, if you think about it, Disney is what you would want to see at Comic-Con. Yeah. We got the Marvel, we got the Star Wars, we got the Disney. Oh, fuck. Those are the fucking Star Wars. I forgot. No, the Mandalorian. Man. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> this is what I want. This is exactly what I wanted. Oh, good. Like, John Favreau delivering. Yes. I mean... Imagine that. Imagine. What, what, what is this? What's this John Favreau hate? John, no, it's in? not hate. Okay. Like John Favreau okay. just makes good things. Okay, I thought y'all ever. were coming into my house and taking a shit on the carpet. No, I mean, the last thing that we took a shit on was fucking uh, his rendition of Lion King. But that's... Yeah, yeah. and that... I, I mean, like, and, and I think there's not even that's a, more of a debatable subject for another podcast. That's Let's, fair. That's fair. Yeah, don't um, touch it. But yeah, there's there's a lot of cool stuff. The Mandalorian's coming out. They have the Obi Wan series with Ewan McGregor mm, as well. Super stoked for and that. And then they also have the uh, casting Endor series. Uh, mm. You know, with with Alan Tudyk because he's coming back as K two S O and all that stuff. So you know, there's a lot of cool stuff coming out. And all this like hype and good news and everything is, is great. But it leads me into another small topic I want us to touch on really, really quick mm. uh, before we start the review because I, I feel like you know it, it's nice to have these little time capsules of yeah. you know, things as we move on in the podcast here. Um, and that is the the <laughs> terrible situation that is Spider-Man between Sony and Marvel. Sure. Recently, this is like as of recording, it's a pretty big deal within comic books how uh, Sony and Disney can't come to some sort of agreement. Yeah. It's uh, either money or uh, producer credits or something like something. that. It's some boardroom bullshit. It is. That is totally not going to be affected by petitions or anything else. I think that's the biggest thing people need to remember. Yeah. Like we can they don't be give as a fuck what we hashtags think. are not going to take away yachts from these people. No. Well, <laughs> I, I will say one thing though. Like, if we really want to show whoever the fuck is fucking this up a problem, it is that if we see a Spider-Man-related thing outside of what we want it to be, just to not go to it. Right, exactly. Well, here's the problem, though. I don't think that's going to work. Yeah, I don't either. Because children exist. And people who are parents exist and they're going to take their kid to it and they don't like because here's here's the deal. At the end of the day, normal people don't give a fuck about this. And we are like a little teeny sliver of the market. Even teenier because we're making a podcast talking about it. (laughs) Like like the the sliver of the market that we are is so small no one gives a fuck. No like, does, they don't no. care that we would rather them, like, not be dicks. Right. And guess what? If you're such a monopoly that you can have an entire channel of your own content because you have bought most of your competitors, it doesn't matter what the people think. Mm, it's true. Because we don't have a choice. Now, I... It's I, the company store. I have a, a proposition, I think. All right. You because... Know, all right, here's the thing. I'm, so I'm Mr. Disney. Go mm, ahead. Mm, no, you got to be Mr. Sony for I'm this. I'm Mr. Sony. Okay, Mr. Sony, Mr. Sony, I'm Mr. Disney. I, I I just bought. I don't know if you noticed. I just bought most of the uh, uh, entertainment industry, 
And uh, you've got I, one piece I, of. I do not like this. You you you've got one little piece of. Uh, so this is a Japanese uh, company. Don't give me that look, Cody. I know, but like I'm a Japanese teacher. Leave me alone. It's not that Sony though. Yeah, it's not that Sony. Uh, but Japanese Sony always influences what American Sony does. Very true. <laughs> I guess. He's but here's the, the thing. Puppet master. You've got you got something that uh you know we want over here. You yeah. got pretty much the the one piece <laughs> of our uh 400 piece puzzle that we put together and god forbid it's a centerpiece and it's right there it like completes the picture mm. and I need that piece from you. But mm. I I know that piece is very valuable as you can see from this picture of the puzzle that I've got right here metaphorically it's very beautiful. <laughs> But here's the thing, man. I've got tons of other pieces I would willingly trade you that I'm not going to do anything with. Family Guy? That's not a Disney thing. You can have that if you just give us the... Simpsons? We're probably going to keep that. I'm going to be honest. It's probably going to stay here. What other things do you feel like Disney could trade for Spider-Man? I don't know if Disney would trade anything at this point. I feel like Disney is literally just going to be like... Okay, we've made like what five billion this year mm. on just five movies alone. Yeah. They're like, why don't we just go ahead and take that and buy Spider Man? Yeah, they're just trying to sit on Sony. I think I, I'm to a degree, or Sony's just trying to sit in with the yeah. the money that's being made. From Hell Spider-Man. yeah, I wouldn't give them Spider Man. There is no fucking way I would right. give Disney Spider Man. No, it is a very like big piece yeah. of you know a uh, uh, culture for. You know, uh, Spider-Man is one of the most popular superheroes, probably like, like bigger ever. than, yeah, yeah, probably bigger than like Superman, Batman, you know, uh, yeah. I would put Spider-Man like Spider-Man is like more recognizable. I think it, I th- last time I looked, it was like Mickey Mouse and then Spider-Man. Yeah. Like were the two top two most recognizable characters like across the world. And mm. Mario. Oh yeah, Mario. Yeah, right. I would agree with that. I would say Spider-Man's probably more recognizable than Mario probably. at this point. Probably. I, I would say there's got to be some sort of, you know, I, do you guys... Is the Hulk still with Universal, technically? So, yes. so movie-wise, yes. And mm. Namor. Uh, yeah, and Namor. Um, oh, so, no. Hey, I, hey, I, don't you disrespect I seriously, we're going. The, the, the king of the ocean there, okay? <laughs> I literally words. have, like, one of my earliest comics that I own is Daredevil's first red suit appearance, and he gets in a fist fight with Namor. Namor's like, I need a lawyer to sue the earth, you know, so I can, like, claim my rightful place as, like, king of the earth and sea. Oh and he gosh. gets, he gets, uh, uh, and of course now I'm blanking on Daredevil's alter identity. Uh, oh, alter shit, ego. Matt Murdock. Matt Murdock. Yeah. So he gets Matt Murdock as his lawyer, and Matt Murdock is like, I don't think I can do this man he gets pissed and then like goes out of the way and so then matt murdoch is like oh i I better like suit up as daredevil to fix this and then beats the shit out of daredevil okay 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 i'm sorry don't talk about my high eyebrowed i'm sorry (laughs) i'm sorry wait 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 yeah go for it can you imagine the pitch meeting (laughs) for this fucking comic it's like (laughs) stan Stan. Well, We're gonna have our merman fucking sue the earth, <laughs> and then we're gonna get our our superhero lawyer, who blind. is the guy that he's She-Hulk. fighting, to be the guy. Like, this is perfect for okay, like. Okay, so I'm just saying that is pretty much what's great about comics. Yeah. In yeah. a nutshell, I take it back. No. <laughs> Plus, Namor, Namor, and Human Torch were the first two for yeah, Na- like, Marvel. Namor is way more important than people give him credit for. Yeah. Like he, who the what? fuck is Namor? Are you? 
I'm not How joking. How do you not know and I know that? Okay, like, I don't okay. I'm not joking. So, so he Namor, looks like Spock. But if oh, Spock was oh, in his speedo, that asshole. he's that guy. He's, he's, <laughs> he's the guy I would never pick in the arcade uh, Captain America beat-em-up game. You don't want yeah, he's Marvel's answer to Aquaman. Submariner, that's his yeah, name. Okay. Yeah, Before gotcha. they so named him, him Namor. So Namor, <laughs> Namor and the Human Torch were like the two big, like, they, like when Marvel shifted from timely comics to Marvel comics in like 39 or 40 mm. or whatever, like their first superhero story was the Human Torch, who was like a cyborg that was activated by oxygen and became the Human Torch, mm. and then Namor, and those mm. were the two big guys that did stories. So with. they had Fireman and Waterman. Yeah, it, it, they did. They literally had like the two canceled each other out, and that was the plan. So. And then they I were like they were yeah. real clever with Namor's. Name. But yeah, like, overall, this Roman. Backwards. So so what I want to touch back on what I was trying to say. I feel no. like at this point, if Disney really wanted to be surly about this whole Spider-Man negotiation, yeah, thing, they would go to Universal and be like, hey. Spider-Man, Sony, they're not wanting to work with us. How much would you want to work with us to make a dope-ass Hulk movie? And I would assume Universal would be like, yeah, give me some of that sweet, sweet money. Okay, uh, so, we've not yeah. been making anything except Fast and Furious movies, and they're the only thing that's profitable for us now. And Nintendo Land soon coming to our theme park. I, I will say... Just selfishly, I yeah. love Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. yeah, and I would love to see a Hulk movie with Mark Ruffalo. Right, because oh, yeah. no one's Please. really, no one's really uh, uh, gotten the Hulk movie right. Like, God, I mean, Ang Lee's Hulk movie is what it is, and yeah, um, I didn't really like the Edward Norton Hulk. I, I, we're gonna talk really about it later toast. today, but like, you know, there's a recast, and now it's always been Mark Ruffalo, and yep. he is the Hulk. Yeah, he is Bruce Banner, and he is, you know. Really good at it. So give them some fucking screen time. Yeah. You know, Universal, get in on uh, this argument. Let uh, let let this pie be sweeter. If we're going to lose Spider-Man, you know, or if we're not going to look at Spider-Man for a minute, because who are we kidding? This is going to blow over in some degree. Yeah. Either, you know, Spider-Man's going to stay in the MCU or he's not. There's Either too much way. money involved for there is... to be stalemated. Exactly. We should be more worried about the Amazon than Spider-Man. Just throwing that one yeah. out And that there. is a great <laughs> point as well. And it, it's really sad that I log on to Twitter and they want to push Spider-Man on me when uh, the fucking earth is burning. But yeah. whatever. I no. mean, that's literally what we breathe. So I'm I'm sitting here and Spider-Man like... has to breathe too. You know? This is the Amazon cast. <laughs> cast about uh, yeah. the Amazon right. rainforest. And so, long story, very radical. so long story short, a lot of good stuff coming out of Disney. I'm really excited for it. She-Hulk sounds like a really good series. Right. I, anytime it's a lawyer character, I have a soft spot for. So I'm I, I for really, that. I mean, like with She-Hulk, I really do hope that they... You know, in all, these all other yeah. TV series, I hope they bring in some of the Netflix cast because, you know, it, you can't have a She-Hulk lawyer show. Yeah. Which is what She-Hulk is. She's a lawyer. Yeah. And not try to get, you know, Matt Murdock. That'd be yeah. dope as fuck. That's oh, how that you build out awesome. that cinematic yeah. universe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I Absolutely. I agree. Uh, and then also, I'm really excited where Star Wars is going because, you know, we're getting that last movie this year and mm-hmm. then we're kind of done with those legacy characters. And I've been saying this for years. We need like a new focus on like our new original characters. Yeah. And, you know, Ryan slash Ruin Johnson, however you view him. Ryan Johnson. Um, yeah, I know. Uh, I, I, Ruin I, Johnson. Oh, I get it. That's funny because <laughs> people don't like that film. Got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I heard someone call him that the other day and I was like, really? <laughs> but anyway. He's got his trilogy of films. We've got all these Disney Plus series coming out. And di- actually, Marvel is canceling the Star Wars comic after issue 75 this year. Mm. And it has been filling in all these really cool stories and gaps and stuff. And I'm like, what are you guys doing? So I think they're going to take a break for a year or two and then start giving us some new Star Wars that I am looking forward to. I'm looking forward to like unknown reaches and planets, unknown characters. Mm. I'm, I'm ready for some new shit. 
Yeah. Well, yeah. and I think that's one of the strengths of Star Wars is because it is like the story itself is pretty simple, mm-hmm. but it has this really nice extended universe. It and had. what a fucking yeah. sandbox to yes, play in absolutely. of all these different planets and yes. all these different aliens and things. And I mean, it's so big that you could just pick any random planet and have a whole ginormous story happen that doesn't have to have anything to do with what's going on yep. in the wider story. Absolutely. Well, I think where a lot of contention comes in is that it was a big extended universe and then Lucas was like, here, Bob Iger, this them. is my sandbox. And he was like, cool. And he dumped everything out and he's like, I'm going to make some other stuff and then he pooped in it. Um, <laughs> well, but I think... I'm sorry. The visual landscape that Joe just painted it for me. It was quite a visual, <laughs> wasn't it? Yeah. Why don't you play that back in your brain right now? Yeah. So he oh, said, here is my sign- sandbox. 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 I filled and it with all we, my nice toys. Then we dumped out the sandbox. Then we shit in it. Yeah. And we pooped in and it. And I have yeah. to say, I kind of myself would have reversed the order shit and then dump it. Oh, man. Yeah. For I, pandemonium. I, but I don't know. I don't a lot know. of people think those politics and those prequels are really what those prequels are. I just, I like, I, I don't understand because, like, the, the old extended universe is such a mucky muck, like, because they had nothing, you know, for years and years and right. years. You had three movies and that was it, mm-hmm. you know, and well, and so you started making some crazy ass stories about Chewbacca getting blown up by a moon and, like, Jabba Jedis. And now and it's Darth so Vader low. fights a clone of Darth Maul. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, why did we have to have this? And now it's reversed. So yeah. we're getting less of the extended universe stuff and more um, marketable toys and movies yeah. um, that will, you know, serve on as legacy characters. And really, we won't. I, I feel like Disney's just like putting out everything they they think to put out and mm-hmm. seeing what sticks. I Yeah, I wouldn't say we're getting less legacy stuff or extended universe stuff, but we, we are getting like, a, I would say a lesser amount maybe, but it is compared, more in, interconnected. Because, compared to where it was when Lucas gave oh yeah, absolutely, Disney, absolutely. I, we are starting from ground It connects more zero. easily though. Better, It's better than like literally R5 was a droid that had a psychic vision that knew R2-D2 and C-3PO were going to save the galaxy. So he activated his self-destruct code in the Jawa Sandcrawler to make sure that C-3PO and R2-D2 were picked by Skywalker and his uncle. So here's my thinking. <laughs> I'm just going to ignore what you said entirely. Okay. Please do. <laughs> There's nothing. I Well, I just don't have anything to add no, to that. No, no. That can stand on its own. Yeah. If you liked the original, it didn't literally burn. You're right. You know? Yeah. And that's that's gone. the thing for me about the people that get really butthurt about this type of thing is like, if you liked the previous, it still exists. In fact, it might be better because it's not being touched anymore. Right. And people don't, like, people aren't messing with it. And yeah. probably if you're in that fandom, it's going to be skewed mostly to older people who are in the same age range as you and you don't have to interact with middle schoolers and teenagers and stuff. Mm-hmm. so chill out yeah. yeah you know so to me like new media is good even if because i i used to be that way like oh they're made yeah. a movie my favorite book they're gonna right. fuck it up it's got to be exactly like right. the book but what i'm finding as i get older is that like the piece of media that i loved exists and if the new media sucks the thing still exists yeah. but what's cool is that anytime this this type of thing happens new fans are introduced to your media and people will come in and take the thing that you love and start creating new things for it. Because I think it really matters how you interact with your media in the first place. So if you only interact with your comics and your books and your movies, then yeah, that might blow. 
But for me, I mostly interact with other people. Like I consume the media and then I want to go talk about it or yeah. make something or, or all of that jazz. So for me, any new media is good media mm. because it's going to bring new people who have new ideas who are going to make new cool shit for me to consume. Thus inspiring a new generation to make stuff. Yes. It's and that, the story lives on. Yeah. It's that uh, Kevin Smith quote I keep thinking about. And Cody, you might know it better than I do, but like it's all about encouraging the artist. Um, you know, don't discourage the art that's being made because that person might, that might be your like favorite thing. That person might made your favorite thing, but they're never going to make it if you keep telling them, don't do it. Yeah. You know, if, if you if you like that thing, like it. But don't shit on people for trying to like it in their own creative way. Yeah. That's an accurate enough paraphrase. <laughs> okay, yeah. good. I think that has been the longest, like, pre-warm up to a movie review we've done. Woo! But considering there's four of us, I, 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 I mean... No, makes sense. I mean, there there were what four movies that led up to this movie. So. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Um. So Avengers 2012. Holy shit! It's already been seven years <laughs> since this movie came out. Wow. Where did the time go? I'm getting oh my old. God. Death is imminent. Um. You're 28. Uh, death is imminent. <laughs> Don't let the existential dread creep in. Oh, oh, it's already. It's 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 sitting on the couch with here, me. We're sharing popcorn. It, let's, yeah. Get in a microphone, I guess. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Hey, um, it's me. But so bread. quick synopsis for Avengers 2012. Uh, this has been the first major crossover of its kind, at least in the comic book medium. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had, was it five films build up to this now, up yep. to this point, starting in 2008's Iron Man. This was this was as Disney was buying Marvel, too. Yes, yes. So it was produced by Paramount yes. and then distributed by Disney. Cap was the last Paramount-produced uh, film. Marvel film, and then immediately Disney was like, hmm. "No, no, well, no, it was Avengers. Avengers was already like done, and oh, Disney, it? Disney oh, no, slapped right. the you're logo right. on yeah, it. You're right, you're right, you're right. You still get the mountain and the stars yep. at the beginning. I know. I, I was watching it this morning yep. before I came up here. <laughs> it's okay. Time management. <laughs> Time management. <laughs> but uh, so basically, quick synopsis. You know, Loki has managed to get a hold of the Tesseract through an unknown source. We don't. We're not really too sure who these guys are, except their name is the Chitari. Um, and of course, Loki doing what Loki does best. He wants to ravage the earth. Sneakily sneak. Sneakily sneak his way through to power. And Nick Fury has decided to take all the odds and ends and bits and bobs and pieces of heroes and put them together into a team called the Avengers. And we get to see superheroes be bad at being superheroes up until about the last 30 minutes of the movie. Yeah. Uh, which I enjoyed this part as an as an older man now, as a man on the on death's doorstep. You know, I enjoyed that part much better. But uh, we, we get to see, you know, Black Widow, Hawkeye, Iron Man, Hulk, Captain America, and Thor in an unprecedented move just work together, have awesome scenes, and mm-hmm. make a really amazing film, in my opinion. I mean, um, we got to credit writer-director Joss Whedon for, yeah. for actually getting all this to come together yes. on his, technically, his second movie. Um, you know, Serenity before that, and we had a, a Firefly, the TV show that everybody loves, and I I can't Buffy. see past the... Don't, don't leave Buffy. Yeah, no. don't leave Buffy. That, you, Buffy. You will no, get I'm, an I'm email there. for sure. I'm, I'm, okay, I'm, get, I'm getting there. Buffy, okay. uh, Angel... Oh, no, Joe, you're getting all the ads now. They're no, you on Twitter. Dr. Herman, sorry. I'm sorry. Um, okay, but anyway. So, you know... Joss came from like a a, a fucking TV history. Of, well, a history of writing nerdy nerdy mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, before this, he also wrote like a really awesome X Men comic. I hear. Yes. A really awesome take on it. And you know, being buddies with Kevin Feige. Feige. How do you pronounce it? It, it, is, it is Feige. Feige. Is it Feige? Feige? It's not okay. Feige. 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 It's Feige. Feige. 
like foie gras. Well, like foie it's, gras. it's F I no, it's F E I G E. It's okay. Feige. French onion sop. So because Joss Whedon and Kevin Fergie were really good friends, <laughs> he got to do this. Right. And I, I I was I had watched the commentary with the Joss Whedon track over it nice. on the Smart. on the Blu-ray. Nice. I, this is one of the only Marvel Avengers or the Marvel movies that I own. Yeah. Um, it's Avengers and Guardians of the Galaxy yeah, and God I can't one. wait one day to own Black Panther but it's it's gonna be a day um, I don't know when but it'll be a day um, <laughs> this is such a weird statement I'm sorry I'm like what I, I don't okay, know when, so, but it will be a day are you waiting for a really cool like, I'm collector's I'm waiting for edition? a really cool steelbook I'm okay, gonna be honest that's right, fair that's, that's um, just the qu- I got I I a really, qualification I got a really great steelbook for Guardians of the Galaxy and apparently it's like 80 bucks and I'm like fucking shit um, so I'm I'm trying to with my movie collection I just try to own things that look nice yeah um, so I got the first edition that's like uh, it's got the slip case the holographic cover yeah. and it comes with a 3D Blu-ray Amazon gave which me is, mine for free because I ordered the the sweet ass briefcase edition yeah. of the first Ooh, you Marvel got the phase blue- one yeah. they, but they screwed up and the people when they were making the briefcase they didn't ask the designers that held the patent for the briefcase if they could use that oh, so man. literally like Disney slash Marvel slash whoever made the DVDs had all these oh, empty plastic this. briefcases they couldn't use oh, and they had gosh. to redesign the whole briefcase from the ground up without using their design for that was in the movie and so meanwhile people are like rah, 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 rah. and of course I was too because I was in college I had nothing better to do so I was like rah, 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 you know and they were like Amazon was like hey hey would you just calm down here's a free copy of Avengers on Blu-ray and DVD okay and I was like okay all right. I mean that's it's totally fair because this yeah. movie's amazing and it like it really was the stepping stone it for was. what Marvel is now and all the I TV remember shows this being and... like the first event like yeah a, like at a theater oh, it, people it totally was. were clapping mm-hmm. and and hooping and hollering and like now people are like oh that's obnoxious and i'm like yeah shut up I'm, I'm it might have been I, like seeing star wars yeah. you know when the that first came out a little bit yeah i mean not probably flash, not you fucking moron comparable comparable <laughs> that's that's the star wars uh crowd right there <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm just trying to think to the night were we all present in the same screening we might have. Um, Cody was not. Cody hadn't been. We hadn't been friends quite yet. I yeah. I had not been in a similar. Because I know yeah. Zach. I know you, you and, and I, I were went. there. And Cassie. I'm, I feel I'm really like Cassie, hard. I, I feel like I might. might have been. Like it was a humongous been. group. Because we was. got a shitload of people. And we go. went yeah. to Tinseltown. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, that that theater still holds up. And yeah, it's it's a great theater. It's a wonderful theater. Um, but yeah, I remember. God, like. I was in my cat PJs. Again, mm-hmm. I was in college. I could go out in PJs in public and not feel any shame. Yeah. Um, you know, I was in my cat PJs. Dude, everyone was in I their had, cat PJs yes, to an true. extent. Like, I had my Avengers Everyone shirt. was so excited for this friggin' movie. I, there's a picture of you and I. We were playing in the arcade before the movie starts. Oh, yeah? And we were all decked out in our Avengers stuff. And my head is still shaved because I'm about to go to Shaolin Temple after we see this movie. Right, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. But anyway, this was a huge event. It, it, and, and every Avengers movie after that became like a huge event for people. It yeah. became a, a, a way for us to like come together and enjoy this like super nerdy in the broad scope of things insignificant you know yeah, oh, thing sure. and, only and significant also- to the fact that like it's wrangling all these actors and ip and um you yeah. know it's been like you know before this marvel was so scattered and like yeah. of crumbling essentially yeah this literally like this stuff saved marvel like yeah. you know blade and iron man saved marvel mm. and then after that we got to have all this and now everyone knows marvel and 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 stanley and everything yeah um and it's a insane it's insane how 
much of a 180 it took because literally Marvel's like, oh man, we're about to go under. Mm. Like we don't got that, you know, DC Warner Brothers, you know, partnership. What are we going to do? Help. <laughs> Comic book's a dying medium. No. <laughs> but, well, I mean, shout out to Kevin Fergie, I guess, like <laughs> for keeping it all together. <laughs> That's that's his name now. <laughs> okay, I love him. Um, but so let's 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 go through the actors and respect. characters really quick here. So we got Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man again, another big one eighty. Mm. Uh, Hell yeah, yeah, that whole story is awesome. For, for our listeners, you know, we we talked a lot about Robert Downey Jr.'s big turnaround in the original Iron Man and like all the nods to that, the the hamburger thing and, and all that stuff. Which, Just a long way from you know waking up in some random family's like uh, yeah living room. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. What a, what a journey, man. Exactly. Uh, we have. Chris Evans uh, as Captain America slash Steve Rogers. And again, this is another, like, even though Captain America was his sixth, like, the first Captain America was his sixth comic book role. It was, like, his biggest. You know, he, up to that point, he had been, like, in the TMT animated movie. He was, like, the movie. boyfriend in Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, he, yeah. Was, oh, he was that. Yeah, yeah. He was, he was uh, uh, in the Human Torch. Human Torch, How, yeah. We gotta, we gotta talk nice. about that, because that's, yeah. a, I mean, that, I feel like that's pretty significant, because I feel like after this movie, I stopped seeing him as the Human Torch. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, we have Mark Ruffalo as Bruce Banner slash the Hulk, and this was a really important thing here, because Cody and I have already reviewed the, uh, the 08 Hulk, and it's usually the last on my list. List, it's horrible. MCU-wise. Yeah, it's it not is, good. It's uh, it's pretty. It's, it's pretty passable. Our, our title for that was Ho Hum Hulk because it's just it's there. It right. exists. Um, but Mark Ruffalo now has the role of Bruce Banner, and you know, it is hard for me to literally acknowledge the other two Bruce Banners because Mark Ruffalo well, is I, so Bruce Banner. To I me do now. think Ang Lee's Hulk with Eric Bana is really some like yeah. i think it's good i don't think it's you know it's it's not as good as like the adventure stuff I, but it's it's a weird like project it's a comic book movie before we had a formula right hulk dogs I, yeah hulk dogs that were that you couldn't even see really most of the time because the film was so dark but there's i have this weird theory i was watching it the other day uh for the avengers and there's that whole scene where mark ruffalo is talking about, or bruce banner's talking about you know trying that he like attempted suicide yeah um he put a gun in his mouth and uh the big guy spit it out i feel like part of his uh you know super healing his reconstructive healing just reformed his whole face (laughs) that was it yeah that was it he shot himself in the face and the hulk was like he turned back in he was like why why does my face look like it's way more scrunched together a little bit (laughs) why couldn't we be way cuter oh yes perfect (laughs) i'm just gonna keep shooting my face until i can be ryan gosling hulk wants social acceptance (laughs) squishes his face together that's not fair. I think the other two dudes. No, are... that's no. Fine. Eric really... Bana's good, and Edward Norton's a great actor, yeah. and I, I literally feel like it was just a bad movie around good well, actors. Well, it's really, I think for me, because I love the Hulk. I don't know why I've always loved the Hulk, but I think that the movies Hulks are like the most boring version of the story possible. Right, yeah. Because to me, what makes the Avengers films so good is like obviously. The people gathered at this table mm-hmm. like superheroes. Mm-hmm. We like seeing things blown up and lasers and magic and what mm-hmm. have you. Otherwise, why would we fucking be here? We like things but being smashed. What is interesting to me, and I think a lot of people, because if you like, I- I'm waiting patiently for us to get there because I'm ready to talk about the 2012 Avengers fandom. <laughs> but Oof. I think what brought people in on this is that there was enough interpersonal connections between these characters that you cared about them. Yeah. Because I feel like the Hulk movies, the problem was, is it gave you the story, 
but you didn't have a whole lot of like reacting to what is going on. So like, okay, I'm going to turn into a giant fucking monster that just literally can't die and is basically invincible, but I'm not going to think about how this is like, like there's no, there's no recourse for the Hulk. Right. Well, and he doesn't seem to really react to it in any way other than to be like troubled. Right. And you know, Cody, that's like the first thing you said in like 12 minutes. <laughs> and I love it. I like to listen no. to them talk. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. Um, but with with Hulk, I think more you've it, it's the whole rebooting Spider-Man thing. Like we don't want to see Bruce Banner. How many times yeah. do you have to watch right. Uncle Ben get caught? You know, at with, least four times now. And it, I think you know it with Joss on on writing the script. It, it felt more. Like, he knew that all of these had to be character-driven and not just big superhero moments. You had to, like, earn them. Yeah. Um, which, I I mean, I think he took it the right way. I'm, I'm not sure if... Um, one of the things I, I'm not sure about the Avengers is if you could just jump into the Avengers, like, without watching Cap or Iron Man. Or, they tried. I mean, yeah. They tried with that much earlier film where Iron Man looked so doofy. Um, and Lou Ferrigno. And, have you not... What, what, give me know? give me that look, that patented Joe. I don't uh, know I don't what, know you're, what talking you're talking about, about. you huge nerd Zach. My, you huge uh, nerd Zach. <laughs> but um, no, there was about. a there was a much earlier Avengers film, and uh, Iron Man is like brown and gray and like silver, I think, if mm. I remember correctly. It's it, it, it Copper Boy. Yeah, he looks like the Rocket Man. He looks like the human bullet from the Dexter cartoons. Uh, but oh yeah, like, but you know. Um, not as colorful mm. uh but yeah they tried doing it and it just flopped yeah. terribly so i i think that was the biggest key thing and that's also my biggest criticism of the dceu is that we didn't have time to get yep. used to all those characters and know yep. them sure. and i think that has been the biggest strength is we took the time we took we took four years to get to know all these characters and have a good time with them and have adventures with them and now they're like friends and mm-hmm. now we get to see all our friends get together well i i i mean i don't want to cut you off but no do it also I was done. also you know, I, I look at something like Guardians of the Galaxy, which features people I've never heard of before True. all coming together. True. If, I mean, they're not as super powerful. I, I'm, you know, on the whole, uh, Avengers would probably kick the Guardians of the Galaxy's oh, yeah. ass. But You'd I mean, be surprised. Oh, there's a lot I? of comics with the Guardians. Coming oh yeah, they definitely up. like interact. Oh sure, yeah. But it, it, it just in a, in terms of like making a movie. Yeah pulling together characters that deserve their own movies, yes. but making it a movie about the team and not just the characters. Right, like, right, 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 right. You know, I feel like if we were attempting this, like uh, you said it was seven years ago it came out, right? I wanted to say 10. If we were attempting this uh, 14 years ago, like 2005, yeah. you would have like an Iron Man movie, The Avengers, and Iron. it would be, you know, centered on Iron Man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it wouldn't be about the group. It would be about one mm-hmm. person leading the group. Well, they would have done what DC did. Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah, and I think a good example of this is the different Thor movies. Mm-hmm. So it's like how the first Thor movie was okay. Yeah. Like, there was some cool stuff that happened. Yeah. But I just don't think... Like, and it sucks because now I really like Thor. I think he's a really interesting character. They're, and they gave letting... him more. Right. But the way that they had him in that first one, it's yeah. just like... People it's, are... It's just... It was shitty. I found out there's a very vocal minority of people that hate Thor Ragnarok. And, like, every well, time... There's, wrong. A, there's a post about Thor. <laughs> they call it like Thor Ragnar suck or whatever now. Wow. Um, well, yeah. Wow. They can't it, even come up with a good name. No. It's li- it's for their hate. Yeah. It's literally the people who 
actually liked. Classical, boring, old, yeah. Like and and I have no problem with that, but I, I still and I still think there's hints of that in the modern Thor. Yeah. But, but like you have to update your character yeah, sometimes. You gotta, you, Thor, again, Spider Woman had the same costume for like thirty fucking years and she just poor, now recently had one like five years ago. They were like, Hey, you know, everyone's got a new costume except Spider Woman. Like, well maybe we should like poor fucking girl. I mean, you have to update your characters. Well, and th- but the thing is, too, is I think that we're past a point where your superhero flashbang is enough. Mm-hmm. You know, we've seen it. There are shitloads of superhero yeah. movies. If you're going to give me a superhero movie, I have a glut of options. Yeah, okay. Sure. So if you want me to come back and watch another one, and I mean, like, I am the target audience for this, okay? If it's a superhero movie, I will probably go see it, even if it's going to be shitty. Mm. But, like, for the regular person, I think you need to have it a little more story-driven so bit. that I give a fuck about these dudes. Absolutely. Right. After movie Absolutely. after movie and, and, after you know, movie. That moves into our next act. You know, Chris Hemsworth being Thor, and he talked about that. He said the first two Thor movies, that they, they, they were okay experiences, but mm. he was pretty much done. Yeah, because... And then Taika Waititi came in and was like... I got an idea. It's literally the difference between making a movie that's serious and making a movie that's fun. Yeah, like absolutely. and that and that's that's it. If it's not fun and to Thor play, is it, seriously fun. Yeah, it's it's fun, and you can see it in everyone that's like on screen. Yep, everyone's having so they much fucking happy fun, to be and that translates to the audience. And no one wants to be lectured at unless <laughs> fucking. I don't know. You're in a goddamn college class on on, on fucking uh, old mythical literature. That's in like you know some people like that shit and some people don't. And I just like to have fun once in a while. Joe, okay, thanks. So are you are you speaking from experience? Did you have to do an old mythical literature class? Um, not specifically, okay. but I, okay. I, it's just more of the no, you know I'm, you. I'm thinking back you. to and we're not even talking about the Avengers. I'm thinking back to the Thor movies being like directed by these people that were really good yes. at directing the old Shakespearean stuff. No, yeah, yeah. Kenneth Brogan, or whatever his name is, Gilderoy Lockhart, um, directed, <laughs> he, that's who he is, Yeah, nice. um, directed the first <laughs> Thor movie, and, like, it's good, and it's he was really good at, like, you know, Othello and yeah. Shakespeare and doing all this other, you know, uh, old Englishy stuff. Yeah. That just kind of seemed to make sense for Thor. Yep. Okay, so I think I, I figured it out just now. I had an epiphany. Oh, okay. So this is what it is. Okay. So Thor is a cheesy character. Like he just is. Yeah. It's just, there is no way when you have a character that has that kind of origin and that kind of costume and that kind of whole thing mm. that he's not going to be a little bit cheesy. Yeah. It's like you took the first couple movie Thors and you, you took um, Valhalla yeah. From the Justice Friends, the like side cartoon oh, yeah. from yeah. Dexter's Lab. And you took the... Because that was what was fun about Thor is that he is super powerful, but he's also a little weirdly happy-go-lucky about it. He's and he's so confident because... like, I mean, it makes sense. You know, if I if I was essentially invincible and Immortal. like... Right, immortal, and I, I was like heir to the throne, whatever. I would probably be pretty happy-go-lucky too. Yeah. And I, I think it's nice that we've kind of come back to that and that you have that movie that is like a really fun but also a time-serious movie because that, to me, is mm. true comedy because yeah. the things are... Comedy's got to have stakes. You have yeah. to have stakes. Yeah. And you have to have opposition. And if we mm. want to, let's, let's try to circle it back. Yeah, to the movie to, we're actually to, here to, to talk to about. No, it's okay. It's but okay. The, the same could be said for the Avengers films because mm. a lot, I mean, all of the superhero movies 
preceding this current glut of Marvel movies have a little bit of that problem of like they're almost too self-aware of the fact that they're superheroes and they have to like gritty reboot themselves to be taken seriously when in reality here's the thing it's like that fucking cartoon we dig giant robots i dig giant robots chicks dig giant robots i am here to see the fucking superheroes i don't need there to be a plot if there is one great but you don't have to convince me Mm. that it's gritty or it's a reboot and like whatever Mm. be aware of what you are giving me and respect that i'm here for that don't try to trick me into thinking that it's dark and edgy doesn't you don't have to and and for drama like it it really frustrates me when there's a whole plot point that could be avoided if they could just you know the characters could sit down and talk and get an understanding for each other yeah i hate that shit and it seems like we're moving away from that shit thank god um i you know i was watching a hancock so fucking uh, mad the other day um (laughs) hold up hold up you willingly watched hancock yeah um i i guess this is before you posted the episode on oh it it hasn't been posted yet okay so Mm, that that so i I watched it one of the one of the most frustrating things is that fucking hancock has amnesia yeah. And doesn't remember shit. And he comes across a character who is mad at him, even though he has amnesia and doesn't remember what the fuck he did. And yeah. He's basically a new person. Yeah. So stop trying to force that drama. You fucking assholes. I'm smarter than that. <laughs> well, and it's just stupid because in, in real life, if that happened, you would like to think that someone would say, oh, you don't remember this. So it does me zero good to be mad. Yeah. yeah. You know, like that's just dumb and it's frustrating and it's like 90%. That's one of the big problems with this type of media. Nerd media has an issue with like that type of plot point of we can't talk to each other. Right. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, moving on. So we also have uh, Scarlett Johansson as <laughs> Natasha Romanoff slash Black Widow. Woo! Um, and she's done a really good job at this point. Like she was introduced in Iron Man 2 mm. and I, I really enjoyed her acting. I, I had in my notes here the, the first interrogation scene. I just wrote I totally forgot about this Black Widow scene, so and I'm good. very mad really at myself. Good. You forgot about her transforming into a large man mid-flip and then re-transforming into Scarlet. So I did. I did notice. Wait. I did notice her stunt her double. Stunt double. I can't Haven't you seen it. that? I did not notice. I that. Google it right can't now. Watch the movie without seeing it. I, I did notice because like you know I, I've been watching more closely now a lot of the the stunt acting and the stunt work and everything in these Marvel films and I did notice that she got a wee bit bigger uh, during a certain flip and a kip Maybe up a and little bit yeah. beefier and then all of a sudden she went back to being a very petite and then she went back to being a little bit bigger so it was it was a yeah. Now, that being said, though, when you're watching this for the first time, especially in the theaters, and like, you don't pick up on that. <sighs> so you, good. you don't pick up on that. Uh, but it's still a fantastic scene. scene I, I love like... I love the part where they like pick up the phone. and They're just like, it's for her. And, they, you know, I love it. And they're like, it's put maybe her, on the her phone. best scene, honestly, it because be. it's so it satisfying. Yeah, because, you know, they've presented her as if, oh, I'm stuck and I can't. And then they hand her the phone like, what the fuck's happening? How, how can you not like that? Right. And up to this point, we haven't really had a lot of Scarlet johansson black widow focus screen time no uh we just know that she kicks ass from iron man 2 yeah that's basically i was gonna say in iron man 2 we just know that she's just really good at punching people in the face and and you know subterfuge okay checking out this chair flip now she got them beefy arms (laughs) (laughs) Mm. Mm. okay but uh moving on uh we have jeremy renner as clint barton slash hawkeye Mm. and uh, hawkeye has also been you know 
in here previously. He was in Thor. I forgot that they introduced him in Thor. Yeah. yeah. And there was a big you know moment I had where I was watching Thor originally, and I was like, "Fuck, Hawkeye's in this movie. Shit, I forgot." Um, you know, Hawkeye, man, like he got shafted. I think okay. he got a little. Okay, so the first line about Hawkeye in this film is like. Where's Agent Barton? And then he's like, oh, he's up in his nest, you know? And, like, he's up there looking at everyone, and then he's got, you know, Fury's with him on the communicator, and he's like, I told you to keep a close eye, and he's all like, I get a better view from far away, because I'm an archer, and I'm also a hawk. I, you know? like, I just, okay. <laughs> I mean, the, I, like, they've I, never not made him lame up until, like... The, the, up until recently, yeah. yeah. I mean, even in Ultron, like, they literally acknowledge him being, like... Just a dude well, with a bow. Like, well, in the comics, they they talk about it, too, because there's a there's a comic, and I forget which one exactly, but it's him and Spider-Man. They're going out on patrol, mm-hmm. and Spidey, like, they're staking out eventually at one point, and Spider-Man is getting, like, really pissed because Hawkeye's just sitting there, and he's going... And he's, like, practicing, like, shooting, like, the same spot over and over and over again. And he literally is like, I have to do this. He's like, you wake up and your superpowers are ready to go. And he's like, my superpower is being really good with the bow. And so I have to practice. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. I mean, to to kind of echo the sentiment, I feel, I feel like even Joss Whedon acknowledges that he didn't give Hawkeye a lot to do. Yeah. Um, which made him very sad. Apparently, the first draft... Of the Avengers, he did have a lot to do, and it was like 190 pages long. I remember the original cut for this film was supposed to be like three hours long. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, and then, of course, yeah, they were like, mm, no. <laughs> three hours superhero movie? No. No one's going to like that. Well, also, Seven can you years imagine the budget? <laughs> okay, we made the last Harry Potter book into two separate movies that are three hours long. <laughs> Some people like movies about people walking. So time the Hobbit was three. The we, took, forever. we took The Hobbit and made it into three films, even though it could have just been two. <laughs> or just one. 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 Yeah. I, don't, I, mean, I liked the first Hobbit movie. It I was pretty good. I haven't the other ones, but... It was fun. They yeah. were all right. You know, unlike the rest of the fucking movies. <laughs> they literally okay. had to add things into the second movie that didn't even happen in the book. And they reshot... Evangeline Lilly's scenes, even though she didn't want to be in a love triangle, she was adamant about it, and they brought her in for reshoots to add a love triangle. Yep. And it's fucking stupid. Yep. And let's talk about the Avengers. Okay. But um, but yeah, Hawkeye, I feel like, is probably the most underused. And, and, and yeah, he was shafted. You're right, Cassie. He was, he was the most shafted character in this film. He only gets like a very small amount of cool moments like when he shoots like that arrow at loki and loki catches it and he's like <laughs> and then it blows up in his face you also know? anytime he just shoots his bow without looking oh yeah he's like he does talking, that a lot he's talking to stark or something on the comm and he's just like not looking and you're like what the hell is he whoa whoa you know yeah, right. that was cool as fuck. Uh, that was cool you know hawkeye do more of that now but uh, i mean like looking at long term he may have been you know clinton barton may have yeah. been shafted this film but yeah. he is stuck around longer than I want to say most of the people. Yeah, that that's are true. In here. He's loyal as fuck up yeah. until Endgame, and then mm. even with Endgame, they're like, "Come on, bud, why why are you stabbing Yakuza in the streets of Tokyo, bud?" And he's like, family. "I have no family." And then they're like, "But we can maybe get him back." And he's like, family. "He's like, he's don't like, give me hope. He's I'm like, gonna go back to my nest." <laughs> Yeah. That was better than what I was going to say, so we'll just go with that. I'm going to go back to my but it's nest. Just, I don't know. Like I my didn't care for empty. Hawkeye until I li- I read the comic. Um, my children had Fraction eggs. and Aja one. Yeah. Because that one I felt like, even though I don't think it's supposed to technically tie into that, yeah. 
kind of fleshed him out yeah. as like a dude that lives by himself and he's a little bit of a train wreck and he knows like he's well aware that he is not on par with the rest of these assholes but he's doing his best mm. and so then it was like oh he's endearing I, I want to root for him but they just don't give him a lot to do and it's a shame because he's an interesting character mm. he's just and I mean that's reflected in the fandom too yeah, like a, yeah. a lot of fan fiction and stuff if he appears at all they make a joke about him being in his little <laughs> nest or whatever and that's what you get out of that like that's there, there we go there's I want, Hawkeye yeah. I want an episode of Hawkeye to be like an hour and a half long one shot of him, him sitting, in con- nest. sitting in a nest and contemplating like yeah. on a stakeout or something yep. that's kind of the, the artsy bullshit that I love <laughs> um, so moving on we have Tom Hiddleston as Loki fantastic character in this mm. film uh, I, I, he's got so many good lines. You know, yep. I'm, I'm burdened with great purpose. Kneel. You were meant to kneel. Um, that is probably that 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 whole scene in Germany, uh, Ooh, which is actually chills. which was actually filmed in Ohio. Uh, yeah, and also all the New York scenes that was Ohio. Uh, but makes sense. It, yeah, but that whole scene is probably my favorite. I I wrote in my notes. I was like, I want Loki more scenes of Loki like going into higher society and like pretending that he's like a man of culture and all that stuff. And then just randomly fucking things up for people. Yeah. You know, he walks into that party and all of a sudden he's like, mm, all right, I'm going to take this guy's eyeball in front of all these rich socialites, you know, and just, oh you know, takes it. And then, you know, you've got cap coming in, you've got all the, the themes of world war two and the old man standing up to him. And you got iron man, like coming in with shoot to thrill. Mm. I think that might be my favorite scene in the whole movie. But- I have to say, I think that that for me, is what this sort of sets this apart from other superhero movies mm. and really kind of sets the tone, you know, because it is, everybody's got their bright colors, their costumes do look, mm-hmm. you know, pretty much like how you expect them to look, but you have that scene, you know, and it is kind of playful until we get to that part. Right. Yeah. You know, like that whole sequence with him all dressed up, rich and everything. Classical music while yeah. you're getting an eyeball. Yeah, out and it's head. like cool as shit. And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we get to that point and he makes everybody kneel. And then the old man stands up and you're like, oh, shit. Oh, Oh, we're going there, and yeah. we're gonna say this in the middle of a fucking superhero movie. Right. Like, okay, cool. Good, good old uh, uh, anti-fascist statement. Hell right yeah. yeah, hell yeah. Let's throw it in there. Yeah. Hell yeah. But um, but yeah, it, it it's a very powerful scene, and I will agree with you all the costumes, except I, I really, y'all. I hate the fucking earmuffs on Captain America's helmet in this movie. What? He's got earmuffs? So like, he's got those like rounded So so literally, literally Captain America: First Avenger. They give him a good helmet. Winter Soldier. I don't think he has a helmet at all. No, I don't remember. They they redesigned the helmet for the the suit. For Civil War. Right. And then Civil War, he's got a good suit. And then again, you know, in, in, in Endgame and all that stuff. But the, this one film has cap earmuffs. They're bad. And I fucking hate them. And it's a shame because the rest of the costume's good. Right. Yes, exactly. It's bright and it's great and it's patriotic as shit and all that stuff. And I even have the fucking uh, first wave Funko Pop of Cap. Mm-hmm. And guess what? It's got the earmuffs on it and yeah. I hate it. And no, just, I see what you're talking about. I just, These weird I just, little, it's like they took a... A set of headphones, and they just like, Boop. like yep. just taped them to his ears. Hey, Cap, we know you get shot in the ear all just, the time from those Nazis, so we're just gonna put some take, take some off shield powered earmuffs. Yeah, and just like slap them on there. I just, I, I hate that. I hate that. But yeah, everyone else's costumes are, are great in this. The you know, wardrobe mm-hmm. did awesome. I, I did, I did play with the idea last night. I was like, what if they gave Hawkeye his mask? Like, would this look stupid? And then I look at like, I yes. look at, I look at Jeremy Renner like looking at the camera. I'm like, that would have looked really stupid yeah. if he had like the fucking. Well, because it's so big. Yeah. His mask is just so big. Oh, there's not, there's well, a time where superheroes just needed to stand out on the comic book page. Yeah, yeah. Not thinking about realistically why. Yeah, it's like Wolverine. 
you cannot put that helmet on Wolverine in real life. Like, no. You just can't. Don't you tell me that. Oh, with the Don't big you give black me that, fins? The end of The Wolverine, I wanted to, I wanted that costume. Like, I wanted that costume on. When we get Wolverine in the Again, MCU, yeah. which we will. Eventually. Like, if they put Ten him years in, later. Like, if they put him in a helmet at all, which I doubt they will, but if they do, it'll be like, it'll be subdued looking. Like, they'll redesign it. Some it looked more I do like a think Batman the way they did, style. Like with I, the hair instead was a good compromise. I I think you. Uh, I mean that is what his hair I is mean, supposed to look yeah, like. Right. You yeah. know it's the same shape. He's got the same silhouette. Right. You. Yeah. Oh God! <laughs> did they make his helmet based on his hair? Did, yeah. Did, did it just to, to match like, up with the silhouette. Does it just go foom? Well, like, like it's just, the same way that they gave Hayden Christensen long hair to mimic the Darth Vader helmet. Yeah. Oh. That makes no. sense. I didn't, In the same way they let Ewan McGregor grow out his beard so he would look like Alec Guinness. Well, that I, I get that part, but like I'm not a man that pays attention to other people's hair that much. So I cosplayed Wolverine at one point. So nice. yeah. <laughs> but I think I think Cody, you you uh, uh, underestimate you underestimate Disney's power to go full nerd because sometimes so. they do. I think so. Yeah. It would in a, in a good like. Good way where they can like do it for a second. If you can make and Vulture and go like, good. hey, right there. I think there you would have to set it. It'd have to be a time period piece, though. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, like, I would accept that Wolverine in an '80s piece or mm, earlier, but God. I would not accept that Wolverine. God, if they in, just like if, a modern, if, I'd be like, what the fuck is happening? Give, give us the '90s X-Men. That's yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah give well, me the '90s X-Men. If you gave us the brown suit Wolverine, it would look better than the yellow. It's suit more subtle. Wolverine. Yeah, yeah, because like, yeah. his head is not. Is crazy. Yeah, in that but the. One. Well, I'm calling the shot right here. The Whenever they announce that they're bringing back the X Men, they're going to use the '90s X Men theme. Probably. Please it's dope, fucking do. And they have a license to it. It's oh, so good. Every, yeah, everyone, everyone would just Empty love. They wallet. love it already. Mm-hmm. They would love yep, it immediately. And the Give us all the best your ones. money and like all this X Men nostalgia. <laughs> yep. And I'll be like, all right. Yeah. Moving on though, we also have uh, Clark Gregg as Phil Coulson mm. and. Cody, we love you, him. Cody, you said something very interesting before we started recording today, and that you thought that Phil Coulson was possibly the weakest part of the film for you. Uh, All right. So, so mm. why? I'm a like this is just you and me having a conversation while you were criticizing <laughs> like, my coffee. Please don't kill me. But your um, coffee that that was coffee water. That was not coffee. Anyway, it was very blonde. See, my biggest thing, I feel like. Now that we've seen everything that these characters have gone through, it ma- it made sense in 2012 for this to be a motivating factor. Like they're just yeah. like, oh, our friend died. Let's all be friends now because our friend died. That yeah. makes a lot of sense. But now we've literally seen like these people come together through having half of a universe disappear. Yeah. So like watching it with that context in my brain, which I can't like undo now colson dying with some baseball cards just got, it doesn't do it like i'm just yeah, like well, it's I manipulation think, but, I, but i think at the time though it, it worked and and like yeah like joe said Col- manipulation Coulson is a an emotional prop that drives the heroes to do you know save the world yeah and also you know adds a piece to nick fury because he got the blood i hate that you, on those cards i hate that you said he's a prop because i literally just thought of a line that i forgot of last night when iron man is like uh he, he comes he in the does. office he and he's, calls he, him he, like, he's like he comes in and pepper pots is like phil and he goes phil and he goes no his name is agent <laughs> and yeah. i was like i was like you'd be nice to colson i think he ad-libbed right. that line too like <laughs> yeah. yeah wouldn't surprise me my yeah. man has got just nice 
natural wit. But no, no, I I agree. Like uh, even Tony Stark writing his own lines. Even in even in even in his death scene, he is kind of like a pro. He's the guy that holds the gun to shoot Loki out of the the room. You know, while dying. Did they ever explain how he came back in Agents of Shield? I, I look. I, I have yet to watch okay. Agents of Shield. This might, Shield, this might so. come as a sh- yeah. I was about to say this might come as a shock to people who think I'm just an ultra nerd that spends all my time absorbing this crap. But I have not touched Agents of Shield. I look forward to it eventually, but mm-hmm. I don't know how the they're fuck they're, they're wrapping it up. Pretty yeah, soon. I know. Yeah, and then they're making Ghost Rider on Hulu because of it. Um, Hell yeah. Yeah, so it's it's the new Ghost Rider, the one with like the crazy, like tricked out car. And Ghost Rider? Wait, wait, he's got you a car, can't not a motor? See him. Yeah, the. Yeah, like, <laughs> what was that? That was, that was Cassie's like 70s theme that song. That was my deep pull. No, no, I didn't make that up. Oh, Ghost man. Writer. Oh, Ghost there Writer. Is a t- there was like oh, a Nickelodeon. Yes. <laughs> oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> I remember. It just, it would come on like five in the morning uh, on Noggin or some yeah, bullshit. Yeah, it did. It was Noggin. And there was and never it had, enough like, of it for me. a shiny like circle that would yep. somehow yep. write things and it was sort of vaguely scary. Yeah. And I don't remember much about it, but. Oh, uh, Lord. Anyway, sorry. Anyway, so, so yeah. Ghost Rider. Yeah, so so Coulson so, is kind of a prop in this film. Um, I would I would argue, I don't think he's the weakest part, Cody, but I do agree with like what you're talking about. Because like in retrospect, you know, they, they lost one dude, right? And it's like, oh man! But then, like seven years later, it's like we lost half of the world. Yeah. You know? well, like I'm not even saying that he personally is weak. I'm just saying, like, his I don't use. feel like he, that's enough motivation to like his, get all these people. His like, application in the story is not. It doesn't. I mean, like, I guess it works. It worked for me, right? But it, like, I guess for you, it wouldn't. It would like if you're. Thor coming in, you've never met Coulson. Yeah. Like, why like, the fuck would you care? See, that, yeah. Other than it's your brother. Like, that, that's my thing. Like, I'm like, I always try to put myself in the shoes of the character. Right. So if, like, if I'm Black Widow, I care a little bit because I know Coulson. Yeah. If I'm Hawkeye, same thing. But like, I don't think Hawkeye, Hawkeye is still evil at that point in the movie. I, well, yeah, yeah, no. I so. But I mean, but anyway, um, if he were like, there, he'd probably be crying. Yeah, yeah, if I'm Thor, I only care because my brother is the evil thing. Yeah, yeah. It I just seems like be, a yeah. pretty big motivating right. factor. And I just want to beat him. He killed hundreds of people. Hulk's he's in he's a adopted. field by this point or yeah. in a barn or like, he's he, not it's even like there. a hangar or something. Uh, it's like it's like an, an empty hangar with some Coen Brothers actor in it. Like, Cap should care because Cap always cares. Right. And Tony, like, Tony should not give half a fuck Well, and I think part of the reason that Tony cares, though, is that he was so dismissive of Coulson. Yeah. And he did call, uh, like, I mean, I think that's the setup. That's part of, that's always part of Tony's arc. He says, Phil, oh, agent, you mean? Like, I mean, he dismisses, dismisses, dismisses. He acts as if this... Like he's he's acting as if he's a pawn the entire time, but right. then when Coulson shows his medal, he sacrifices himself. Then he realizes, oh, I've been being a dick the whole time. Yeah, yeah. But I think part of this, I have two thoughts on this. One, what you're describing is a character that has been fridged, and I think that's part of why. <laughs> have we talked about fridged this... on panel pictures? We, we haven't. We haven't fridged. talked about it on air, as far as I know. And I'm not. I don't want to. Like that's too big of a thing. The, the whole well, hour, Cassie's what, been a part of this. We haven't talked. What's the one or two sentence like pitch for? Okay, it? so usually, and you would you would not use this for a character like Coulson usually because he's a male character. Mm-hmm. Um, this, I oh shit, can I remember what superhero it was? I th- want to say it was one of the bat children like one of the robins or nightwing or somebody had a girlfriend who was introduced and then shortly after murdered dismembered and placed in the Uh, refrigerator oh 
And um, that's where the term fridged comes from because it refers to a female character that has been introduced essentially just as a prop in mm. a male character story. That sounds and, about right and, for Joss Whedon feminism, though. Yeah, yeah. And we, <laughs> like, we could go there, but again, I don't, like, there's a whole, do, there's do yeah. we have whole, that time? There's a whole Wikipedia no, we, article about women in refrigerators. Oh, yeah, oh no, I, like, this is how I cut my teeth, okay? so That's what happens in the Ryan oh, Reynolds oh, movie, The Voices. We, oh, it's a website, okay. I was like, I was, I thought Wikipedia... <laughs> yeah, well, no, I women Wiki- in refrigerators started, like, early 2000s. There was a, um, a forum attached to it called Girl Wonder, by the way if you are from girl wonder i have been looking for you guys since like 2010 because the the forum went under and i just wanted to say thank you for like entertaining okay so apparently teenager trying to figure out the world but according to this it was a green lantern comic number 54 from 1994 when kyle rayner comes back and then finds you know his girlfriend in the fridge Mm. Yes. So, so Whedon just always including the men on it yep. on, yeah. on the, the feministic trope. The so. thing about Joss Whedon is he's still kind of stuck in that like '90s feminism. A what he bit. was doing was very groundbreaking then. Yeah. But he just he keeps doing the same thing, mm. thinking that oh look I did it, and it's like okay we're we're past that. Yeah. When you did this then we, it was a big deal. Right. But, but there's so many more better examples. Right. Now. Like you you got to do you got to keep stepping forward. Yeah. Right. Like you just can't hang out. The other thing. Is that so? I think Coulson got a little bit fridged in that movie. Yeah. Like he, he's no, he kind you. of a plot point sort of character. The other thing is that what you are describing is the classic shonen problem. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Which is that Nani. you have a a like okay. Let's take Yu Yu Hakusho for example. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you have a character that is killed. Okay, and the first little arc of the story, he has to get his soul back to his body. Yep. And through doing that, he meets these characters, like he meets um, the son of the king of hell, and uh, Botan, who is the Grim Reaper, basically. Mm-hmm. And you have that little arc. Okay, that was the first part. But with most shonen, and especially that time period of shonen, what you see is we have to have this escalating threat. Okay, and Dragon Ball Z is maybe a better example, maybe an easier example for your listener base to follow. But you have something like Gohan versus or Goku versus Vegeta, right? Mm. Okay, so you have that set of threats. Then as the threats go on, they have to escalate in power. So then you have like Goku versus Frieza. It's like a whole planet, and then you have like it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And somehow, somehow. Frieza was toppled by Cell, and Cell was then met with Majin Buu, right. big, pink, fluffy marshmallow man. Right. Terrifying. So More with, powerful. With Super the Marvel Buu movies, terrifying. you have yeah, exactly yeah. that same thing going on, where the threats have to escalate in a way that makes the stakes still seem high enough. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the first Avengers, Coulson's enough. Yeah. Uh, okay. Loki is enough. And then by the time you get to Endgame, you have to have Thanos. Yeah. Yeah. So nice, nice little progression. Power yeah, by bit. So we haven't touched on the, the like the the structure of the plot and the whole like uh, just story as a whole. Uh, we haven't really talked about the movie. No, I mean we we have we have we've we've gone character by character for the most part. We've we've left some out. As but if, to others, if someone but... was like, "Hey, what's this movie about?" and we talked about, I don't know, <laughs> Yu Hakusho, uh, Yu Hakusho, Lord of the Rings. No, I mean, I, I mean, it's it's. Do you right. want a rundown of the plot? No, it's, no, no, no. It's no. the so Avengers we, version of the podcast. We're just putting in all that nerdy shit. We are, we are. Um, no, we we've kind of gone away from going by point by point for the plot because I felt like that was getting kind of stale. It's uh, for, for for us yep. to repeat the the plot. 
not bad. Right, people. and you've seen the movie. Yeah, so By I now, wanted, hopefully. Uh, yeah, hopefully you have. But I wanted to I talk mean, about yeah. one thing in particular that this movie has a lot of one-liners that I just forgot about. They were so and, good, and there's like so many. So I'm gonna like scroll through my notes here because I took the time to make notes. Damn it, and <laughs> <laughs> use them. I want to use them. There's a lot of sass in, in this film. I, I love like Iron Man sass for things when you know Cap's like put the hammer down. And he's like, oh no no no, don't tell him to put the hammer down. He's very fond of that, you know. <laughs> uh, or like when Iron Man is like, you know, stand down, let us take you know take care of stuff, and he's like, tourist. You know, that kind of stuff. Like, uh, yeah. what else? Uh, when they're getting the plane in the shield helicarrier and the guy's like, oh, you guys aren't allowed to be here. And Cap's like, son, just don't. <laughs> you know, there's so many, My so many good lines. My personal favorite yeah. is um, when they introduce the Hulk for this movie and they send in Black Widow mm. to talk to him and they've got him like holed up in that little house. And he's kind of like, you can't fucking make me. But he moves. There's like a part. I think he moves really quick or something. And everybody flips, right? Because yeah. they think he's going to hulk out. And he's mm-hmm. like, I'm sorry. That was mean. And that's like just the way that he delivers it is right. really good. Yeah. And it's just that's the difference between the Ruffalo yeah. Hulk and the other ones. That's the Ruffalo difference. The Ruffalo, the Ruffalo difference. That's the Ruffalo. <laughs> that's the Ruffalo guarantee. That would be a super good button. <laughs> like, the Ruffalo difference. The Ruffalo difference. Yeah. Yes. The just Ruffalo a picture difference, of his head. difference is my podcast. <laughs> nice. That, that's our we, new we podcast. Just, we just talk about recasting Mark Ruffalo <laughs> in, in everything. Things. I would Mark, a Truman Show starring Mark Ruffalo. That's absolutely be on this podcast. I think. I think we would. would. That's, no, that's it's the, the one we do. That's, 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 that's some our pa- podcast. Is the <laughs> that's the Patreon content right there. The Ruffalo. I follow difference. him on Tumblr. I would send it to I, him and yeah. be like, "Please, I follow <laughs> check him out on Twitter. Yeah. Oh I follow God. him on Twitter. I did. Yes, he oh. has a Tumblr. The Ruffalo down. Ruffalo down. Oh my God. Uh, but there's a lot of good lines. Uh, you know, Nick Fury when he's talking to all the other Shield board members and stuff like that. They're like, "You've heard our decision," and he says, "Given that it's a stupid ass decision, I've chosen to ignore it." You yes. know, I, I love that mm. when Iron Man is going to go into one of the Chitari snake whale monster things, and he's like, "Jarvis, you ever heard the tale of Jonah?" And he's like, "Yes, like, but I wouldn't yeah, I mean- recommend." I wouldn't say he's a good role model. Yeah. Um, the Chitauri, by the way, is really interesting because, you know, they, they exist in the Ultimate Comics in Marvel, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, they wanted to keep the scrolls for, like, a later movie or something like that. So they decided to use the Chitauri. They took away some of their powers. They were able to shapeshift and everything, but mm. not in this film. What was really interesting, though, is their name is based off a star in the Taurus constellation. And then they also took... Uh, Zulu mythology, mm-hmm. and that's when they made like the snake monsters off of like Chitari oh. because Ooh. you know apparently like Chitari might translate as like something like snake monster or something like that uh, in in Zulu culture. Also, goof. statement they were cool looking aliens. They, they, were, really, they were pretty cool. They were they were good. Um, they I, I I feel like unfortunately though this was like the the mark that we can start using a giant vortexes in the sky to mm-hmm. explain plot and then B we can use gray mechanical or semi organic aliens uh, people shaped bad guys yeah they are the shaped. Marvel equivalent of the Putty Patrol I mean mm. they're not quite that bad but yeah <laughs> we'll have the Chitari come back in any way since Avengers. Nope. No, uh, they got blasted. They got their asses oh, beat. Oh, oh yeah, but they got was, nuked. But there was a deleted scene, and I, 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 and this is later down the road. I think it's end. Game, it's either Endgame or um, Infinity War. Mm-hmm. But Rocket apparently sasses to Black Widow in this deleted scene because Black Widow made the comment that it took him about two or three hours to beat a Chitari warship, right? And Rocket Raccoon apparently is like, it took you two or three hours to do that? Those guys suck. Everyone in the galaxy knows that a Chitauri warship is like, you know, made out of paper and tin and all that Ooh. stuff. And he's like, and he's like, we can take them down in a couple of seconds. What's wrong with you guys? Oh my God. And, and 
I fucking love that's that. That's the kind of dialogue I live for. I, right? And I, and the fact that I found out that was a deleted scene, I was like, no. What a fucking because, shame. Yeah, because you know, that would that would have been hilarious for Rocket to be like, yeah, that whole first thing that you did like to save the planet and everything, yeah. we do that like on a daily basis in the galaxy. It's like, you ain't shit. Yeah. <laughs> There's that. So I wanted to like let's let's kind of tie up here a little bit here. Yeah. So what do y'all think is the weakest part of this film? And I wanted to say really quick, I think the weakest part for me is the the weird distrust and shield subplot that they do, mm. where Cap and Banner are like, they gotta be doing something, right? And mm. Iron Man's like, I've been hacking their computers since I got here with Jarvis, you know. And then they're talking, uh, and they're talking to Cap, and he, he's they're like, come on, man, like you don't think this is a kind of weird at all? And he's like. No, and then he like goes into a storage room and he's like, "Fuck." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Finds all these weapons. Finds like... all this Hydra shit, you know, and he's just mm. like, "Shit," you know. Uh, yeah, damn it, the uh, Playboy was right, but like, it was, it was. I trusted the government. Yeah, I trusted the government again. Damn, what am I gonna learn? Uh, Captain America's weakness. It's the American government. Literally, like the current, the current, co- like as we're recording this, the current Cap comic. He's like the captain of nothing. Like he doesn't trust the government at all right. because a clone took his spot, or someone looking like him oh, took God. his spot and tried to like rule the world as Hydra. He's right. Yeah. The conspiracy oh, theory. Oh, is that yeah. how they explained? Yeah, the Hell Hydra yeah. thing. The Hell Hydra okay, thing. well yeah. at least okay. It, Never which, mind. Which I thought was very funny. Stan, when he was made aware of that, because Stan didn't have any hand in the comics for a sure, long time. Right. But like someone at a panel was like, What do you think about Captain America being a, a Hydra agent? And he goes, What? And he goes, I gotta go talk to someone at Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Oh, Stan. Hell yeah, Stan. <laughs> yes, yeah, Stan. But um but yeah, I thought that weird like subplot of distrust and like I mean, I get it. I get like you know, they're like, Oh, we were making weapons because we were sorely underprepared. And that also led into them having the nuke that was going to take out New York and, and Iron Man putting the nuke away and blowing up the ship, the Jatari warship and all that stuff. Like, I get that it was an, a stepping stone, but that was just a weird, like, thread, a plot thread that I didn't think was 100% needed, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was just kind of like the the constant, like, we don't trust each other. We're going to start arguing over each other and da 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 you know, and, and, and Mostly, Thor. Mostly, I just hate that as a plot point. Fair. Yeah. Why I, can't I, we be friends? I, I liked that they didn't get along at the beginning of the film. Yeah, no, I, because the fight between Cap, Iron Man, and Thor oh, is, is one of my favorite yes. movies. Dropping, dropping Mjolnir so on, that sh- on that shield. And also, yes. also yes. featuring some of the best one-liners, including, oh, yeah. you know. Whole, uh, I, 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 about your mother's drapes. Oh, I was... <laughs> Shakespeare I, in the park. I was gonna. I was gonna. <laughs> I was gonna say. Uh, there's only one God, ma'am, and he doesn't dress like that. He doesn't yeah. dress like that. I, that's like, a good one. Yeah. That's a real good one. Yeah. You want me to drop the hammer? <laughs> like, do you think that's Whedon? Like, that's you Whedon. Think he's like you think. He's no, that is soul. Whedon because he wrote that. Well, I know that, but you. <laughs> Right, but there's like a whole team of Cody, dudes. there's this cool thing called a writer. And no, sometimes that's, not, that's not what I meant. <laughs> no, I know, like, I know. I know. That's his think... influence. Is that what you're getting at? Yeah, like... No, he um he mentioned that on the commentary. <laughs> yeah, he, people are like... Cause... People come up to him comics or at, at Comic-Cons and go like, You're an atheist. What about this line in Avengers? And he goes, Well, I may be an atheist, but the character that I'm writing is not an atheist. Yeah. And for me to be a good writer, I have to write like that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, I have to be able to channel voices into my head and then put them on paper and make sure they sound distinct. More what I get is like little bits like that feel like Buffy dialogue to me, where like yeah. it doesn't feel exactly like it belongs 
with these characters because they they don't act like that before or since. I don't know about well, that. I think Cap- that's. I mean, like if you look at Thor Ragnarok, Thor didn't act like that really until Thor Ragnarok. It's it's a matter Maybe. of getting a writer in there that really loves the characters and wants to see them do fun things. I I mean know? I mean Cap talks about being old fashioned throughout the whole movie. Right. And he's yeah. like he's like this sounds like a little old fashioned. And Coulson's like maybe that's what we need is a little old fashioned. And even Fury at one point he's like I know that might sound old fashioned you know and that kind of Oof. stuff. So so I think that I think that fits in with that arc of like Cap being like am I too old for this shit like am I like am I out of time with this and you know with Thor as well. In the first Thor movie, I, I haven't seen Dark World in it since the Dark Ages. It doesn't matter. Uh, it, does, it doesn't wasn't matter. Out, does, yeah. Wasn't out by the time the Avengers. Was but out. but like but but you know the first Thor movie. Well, I was talking about it in relation to Ragnarok. Right. Sure. But but like the first Thor movie, you see the playful side of Thor several times, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think by Ragnarok, he's accepted that he can be powerful and playful and all that good stuff. And, and so I think it. I, I think, think by Ragnarok, he didn't want to do it until someone fun came in and made it fun for him. Fair. That's no, that's fair. But but I'm saying like I, I feel like it could be a natural progression. Right? Sure. And no. This is also to put down the 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 Ragna suck people. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just like I I mean like I get you know kind of getting different actors and voices to come yeah. in and like do treatments on these characters and and write them differently and write them in a certain way and you know I only think it was it it wasn't as bad as it is now where Disney has to have their hand all over a thing to make mm-hmm. sure it all lines up. I don't know if you guys know this, but most of the action sequences in Marvel movies are just designed by people in like designed, like without the director, like even attached. Yeah. They're, they are like, oh, okay, there's a Black Panther movie coming up. We got to make a cool fight scene with Black Panther and we'll just plug in the rest of the pieces later. Like, yeah. but it's Black Panther fighting, you know, gray box man. Um, you know, until they can figure out what the movie is and where to put that fight scene speaking that they've of, been working on for years. Speaking of Black Panther, I'm still mad at y'all because, you know, Black Panther 2 hasn't been announced yet, but it's on its way. Oh, yeah, that's coming. But, but now with this whole Spider-Man deal, you all put the idea in my head that Kraven the Hunter should be in Black Panther 2 and then bleed into Spider-Man. And now I'm really upset because that might not happen. I mean, it might not, but also... It's probably never going to happen anyway. Don't put that negative energy here in this podcast. <laughs> it's not going to happen in the lifetime of these board members that are making the decision. True. I'll tell you that much. I'm going to um, make my own Black Panther 2. <laughs> They're gonna call me That's Michael Eisner the second. I'm gonna be better for. than yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, so what do y'all? What's the weakest part of this film for you guys? Because it's uh, it's obvious that we all really like this film. So mm. what? It, for, so what is the weakest part for you guys? Hmm. That's a good question because I really don't know. I mean, thinking thinking on it as a whole, like I can I can say like this whole movie is you know a fun time. I'm sure there you know after rewatching a certain amount of times, yeah. there are things that I'm like, okay, this isn't necessary. Um, I mean, the only, the first thing that comes to my mind is, um, I've been, uh, I've been doing this thing where I've been listening to, or watching movies with the descriptive audio attached to it. <laughs> I did that with Avengers and the descriptive audio is not as good as I want it to be. My Lord. Okay. Cap punches Iron Man in the chest. He flies back a couple feet and then like, well, they're not telling a good story is what you're saying. Yeah. It, it, that's the thing. Like, it's not, it's not a fun like story. Unlike something like a weirdly Cloverfield paradox, which re like, that has an actually good sound descriptive yeah. audio track for what it's worth and is, I think, better suited for a movie where it's just crazy Tom banana pants and you know what's going on. Sure. Because Cap kicks this person, uh, Hulk flails uh, Loki around like a ragdoll. Uh, like, you get the idea, but it's not, 
it's not would it be know. fun to listen to if you had no visual exactly mm. which is exactly how i've been trying to like yeah. see them out but you know that that part's not as good but that's like that's not even like really part of the movie depending on like that's how fair. you watch no, that's it fair. That's fair. but um I, I don't know like it's really tough for me to be like this thing in the avengers is not as good I mean, as the rest of it's, it it's just I, i'm not asking you guys to like nitpick or find find something bad right but like right. what for what for you just like do you feel like is is the 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 weakest not the greatest part of it black widow <sighs> okay yeah black widow all right um, so why do you think black widow well it's not so much black widow but it's that it's just black widow so Okay. It's one of those where you have the girl one. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. No. And that that is. <laughs> I'm not. I'm, I'm not. Sorry. I'm not gonna lie. No. I kind of wanted when we were introducing ourselves and you were introduced. I wanted to be like the girl. Yeah. But I didn't. I didn't yep. want to like demean that. But I it, was really trying to not. I was like. I was like. How do I do this? You just didn't want. You didn't all of a sudden want to make her a token character. I, yeah. Right. Because no. it's bullshit when that happens. It, it is, absolutely it is. is. I mean, I, 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 I appreciate Cassie being on our shows because she provides a perspective that us three cannot provide. Right. Right. And I try to not be like, and oh, hey, look, we have a girl's perspective. There's a girl you know? one. There's a girl one. But <laughs> I don't know. Well, it's, okay. It's so a weird thing to balance. Here's the difference. Yeah. Okay. How many people do you know that live in the area that have a podcast, they're sitting here. Okay? Right, 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 Very right. true. Pretty much. Yeah. So it's a little different that I'm the girl one out of this group because I was the only person that fit the description that could be. Right. You you have been, you've <laughs> earned your spot at this table. I yeah. hope so. Like, <laughs> it's not inclusion. It is it is a well-earned spot. Absolutely, like, yeah. But um, what I'm getting at. Okay, so yeah, back, back to the, the girl Black adventure. Widow. Yes, the okay. one they didn't make toys for. Yeah, firstly that. Like, we could go there. Like, okay. Because of some jackass uh, CEO person that just didn't... Girls don't <laughs> play with action just, figures. Yeah, yeah. That is all he was like, like bagging on corporate. No, no. Well, that's the re- that's legitimately, no, that's legitimately the reason. Yeah. what happened. It was one dude who was like, we're not making action figures of women superheroes. And then he was moved out. <laughs> and then a new person came in and they're like... Why aren't we doing this? It would make so much money. Right. And literally everyone inclu- wants the whole fucking set. Like, right. that's just basic. I mean, the, also, end, the inc- end game set had everyone. It had Nebula. It had Black Widow. Yeah. It had, I think there was even some that had Mantis in it, you know, right. and shit like that. You know, well, so. and that's that's the thing. Like, this one versus the, the later ones. There are definitely way more girls yeah. in the later movies. And, I mean, to the point where in Endgame, they have... <laughs> the beautiful triptych setup where Spider-Man oh. is getting his ass beat, and then they have like um, Valkyrie and they they have the everyone, the, the Nebula, women Gamora, cast. yeah Manta. yeah everyone like, except Black Widow yeah and they are all like here we are being amazing and right, you're like yeah. oh my gay heart please <laughs> <laughs> I, I I I mean people can make the argument that that was it was cheesy but I don't give a fuck it, it, okay that's, yeah that's my, that's my attitude it was cheesy and it was kind of shoehorned in but I don't give a fuck it was right do not care. I like it was that cool. when that kind of stuff happened for me right it could it should be able to happen for you know girls too. if a little right. girl, if a little girl can see 12 superhero you know female superheroes come in and kick ass mm-hmm. and that makes her like excited about shit we, in we life got, we gotta then. at least hit that standard before we get deeper and make it more 
I don't yeah. know, make it more... Uh, right. Well, and that's the whole thing. Is like characters like Princess Leia were important to me as a kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I loved her because she was a princess, but yeah. like basically in shit. name only. Everything yeah. else that she did was really cool. And she had a whole... She was important to the plot. She mm-hmm. didn't have to be just rescued. She yeah. did all this cool shit and rescued her boyfriend. They had this whole... Like, it was cool as fuck. Mm-hmm. And then you have a character like Black Widow who we set up... And it's, it's kind of like we were having a conversation off mic the other day about the boys. I don't want to go there because it would take a long time. <laughs> yeah, that's a different... And that's, it's, that's, it's, that's a, that's a different sh- animal. That's a but whole episode. We were talking about how in film you have the male gaze. And mm. so I think that the scene we were talking about previously where Black Widow's introduced in this movie yeah, where she's, she's tied, tied down. Yeah. That okay. is very much a good example of what we're talking about. Okay. So she is in power... Yes, and she is in control in that scene, but how is the scene shot? Okay, right. how, how is up? she dressed? How is she presented in that scene? And the problem is not Black Widow. Mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with the sexy character and the cat suit. The problem is that she's the only one. Yeah, you know. So your option, if you're the little girl on the playground, is you have to be Black Widow. Mm-hmm. You don't get to be Thor. You don't get to be Iron Man. You have to be Black Widow, or maybe if you're lucky, Pepper. Yeah. And Pepper, don't get me wrong, Pepper's fucking awesome. But you have like two lady characters Pepper in the Potts whole movie. Is definitely way cooler than uh, her actress. Dude, she's dope as shit. Yeah. Yeah, we don't. We don't. Yeah. <laughs> Goop. <laughs> Doesn't even remember she's in the movies. But it's that but kind of thing. Please tell me how to take so care of So for me, that would be a weakness of this film is mm. that you you have all these really awesome male characters and I love them and I got really obsessed with this movie when it came out. Oh, I, I remember. Yeah. As far as, yeah. I, I was on Tumblr back then. Yeah, you might have seen, seen some of that. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. It might have been... I mean, it, no. But, I, I oh, just, you want me to put the hammer down? Well, it, it was, for me, it was like, oh, you know, it's, it's an example of someone enjoying a thing that I didn't quite get from it, but sure. I'm not going to poo-poo all over someone sure. because they feel like yeah. right. And they I got mean, this from that. It's and, your choice to follow it or not follow yeah. it. You exactly. Know? Yeah. Cody, what was your least favorite liked thing about this entire film? I mean, my biggest thing, like, was just Colson or Colson. Oh, we talk, all right. It could be we, it could be a character or just like what what about this movie just doesn't ring a hundred percent for you? Are we talking now or are we talking when I first saw it? Uh, let's talk. Let's talk now because I because uh, do, do the progression. We, yeah, because we've been talking about like our current outlooks on it, you know, and I think this film has aged pretty well. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's been outdone. Yeah, but it's still a really fun movie, and Absolutely. you know, it's now nostalgic for me because I was yeah. at you know, the premiere and like with all my friends and, you know, that was a really fun movie going experience. It was. We all got up and clapped and cheered and yeah. whooped and hollered. That was nuts, mm-hmm. man. I mean, like we were just losing our shit collectively as an audience, yeah. you know, like we were all gasping and, and crying God, and it was such laughing our ass time. off. It was. Even when people, even when the, you know, mid credit sequence with Thanos came up, everyone gasped and I yeah. was like, who is that? <laughs> 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 no, <laughs> I remember that, like for a for a couple of movies, that was my job because we'd get done and people were like, "Zach, Zach, 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 Zach." Zach. Yeah, <laughs> like, nope, that's like, it. What's yeah, happening? Like, yeah, Zach, who was that? Zach, why is that important? Why were people gasping? <laughs> That was that was like that was my wife in a nutshell because like we would be sitting there and she did the exact same thing like she just in the middle of it she goes who is that and I'm like babe I'll explain later hold on <laughs> it's real cool yeah it's really fucking cool okay 
I swear. <laughs> I swear. Just let me take this in. Yeah. Um, but what was, your, what was your least favorite part, Cody? I mean, now, now, like, with the viewing I've seen now, my least favorite part is Colton. Okay, honestly. sure, Like, sure. he's the weakest thing. But when I first saw it, weakest thing, because I had no frame of reference for Infinity Stones or what they did or anything yeah. else. Yeah. Uh, Loki Pokey Stick. Oh, that's stupid. Loki like, Pokey Stick. That is the <laughs> dumbest, like... <laughs> Like, oh, I poked you with a thing and you're evil now. All right, let's go do that's stuff. Gonna be, that's going like, to be a button for us now is the Loki, Loki Pokey Stick. stick. Well, I know, I, that's another thing I stole from Kevin Smith. Like, he's been calling it the Loki oh, Pokey has Stick okay. since, like, literally fucking 2012. Oh, man. Because, like, that was the thing that he hated, too. He's like, I don't like the Loki Pokey Stick. It's dumb. Like, they're just evil now because yeah. they got Loki Pokey Stick. That's, like, one... That's easily one of the best things kevin smith has ever done right yeah. up there next to tusk <laughs> call it the loki pokey stick yep. but anyway yeah There's like that. tusk right. clerks to loki pokey stick and then everything else <laughs> red state everything else right um okay so let's wrap up on a positive note then and then we'll do our mcu listing and all that good stuff here i want us to talk about our favorite scene just our, like mm. what what part gives you chills and that kind of stuff right like what do you what do you really like for me it was a two-parter um the, the one scene, again, in, in Germany, I love that part. You've got Loki telling them to kneel. Mm-hmm. You've got the old man that's saying, there's always going to be men like you, and I won't. And then Cap comes in, he's like, the last time I was in Germany, this happened. It didn't go so well, and we kind of disagreed. You got Iron Man hacking the PA system with Shoot to Thrill, and he yeah. comes in, arms are blazing like that, you know, and then they look at each other, and he goes like, Stark, Cap, <laughs> you know? That, like, that was good shit for me. It was that and the actual suit-up scene. The suit-up mm-hmm. scene when they all just get their shit collectively together, and they're just like, you know, Thor finds his hammer, Cap puts on another suit. Yeah. You know, Stark puts on another Iron Man suit. They're all just getting ready for it. And like it it's nothing really in the long run of the film. It's just a bunch of random shots of people putting clothes on and 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 Chris Hemsworth lifting a hammer very in the sky. Hype, though. But it's yeah. very hype because of the music and the way they shot it. And right. I and I still And the build up too. The way I know that I still enjoy this stuff is when I start feeling the actual chills again. Mm. And I got chills at the the opening, like the title thing with the music mm-hmm. playing, and then that scene with like the, the suit-up sequence. And the Avengers, you know, uh, there's, a, there's a really great um, video essay about the music in Marvel movies yes. and how it's all kind of samey now. But the Avengers, like, theme that... Da-na-na. That's just such a great way to just, like... Get me excited for shit. Like, yeah. I love hearing that in the movies I like. I, would, I like hearing a good, consistent score for a character. Yeah. Oh, and a motif. And, Give oh, it to yeah. me. I, yes, I, like, I like that Cap's theme is, like, thrown in there in the music halfway through. Like, yeah. sometimes, like anytime Cap's doing something Cap, mm, you yeah. hear da 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 like, I know. No, like, that, that shit. Like, we're talking about it, and it gives me chills. Right. Because yeah. I think if you're really, you get that music cue right, mm. you can really just change an entire scene. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, give me all your favorite parts. Um, Go for it. The shawarma scene. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, so something I learned about that. Ooh. So this was filmed, Is that shawarma scene was filmed way after the movie was done. Mm-hmm. And it was actually even after the first premiere. And yeah. so... Um, so it was filmed in an LA restaurant and they get in there. Chris Evans had a beard at that point mm. and to hide it, he put his hand over his face and he was just kind of leaning and like half-ass chewing and oh everything. And so to hide his beard, that's yeah. what they did. And, that's and I, like, Yeah, that's why he's like looking all tired and shit. That's hilarious. Um, but I thought that was really, really cool. I didn't know that they like hid his beard. Yeah. And like that was so last minute as well. I thought that was really, really cool. I love the shawarma scene and I, like I said, I love the Hulk. So I really like the turnaround when he's like, I don't want to, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to Hulk out. And then there he's like, yeah. now would be a good time to get angry. And he's like, that's my secret cap. I'm always angry. And <laughs> yeah. then he just him, like him coming up on that loud so ass, good. like I moped motorcycle. So much. <laughs> he's like, he just comes up. He's like, 
that's like, Bruce Banner. Yeah. yeah. Is this like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just go in the, there and, and throw it out. And then driving away at the end of the movie with <sighs> so Tony Stark good. in yeah. the car. The yeah. science boys. The science boyfriends. The, the yeah. outtake. Yes. The outtake for that is hilarious too. When like Hulk, you know, Bruce Banner's like looking at that and he's like, <laughs> and then he just starts running. He's like, run for your lives. <laughs> <laughs> that one is a good one. Yeah. He just runs past them all. They're like, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah. Um, Joe, what was your favorite part? Um, you know, uh, I feel like we gotta we gotta talk about uh, fucking Hulk throwing Loki around. Oh, yes. I, that was like the scene in uh, the theater that everyone couldn't stop laughing for a good solid minute afterwards, and I heard Talking, none of la- the doc- yeah, dialogue. Yeah, laughing over everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't but, even hear the puny god the first time we. Yeah, yeah me. Yeah, I couldn't. It's so all I heard was I just saw Hulk move his lips, and I was just like, I bet that was really cool. Whatever he just said. Yeah, right? <laughs> Um, but uh, going back and rewatching it recently, and it was something that um, was pointed out in the Joss Whedon commentary, is that there's a lot of shots that are um, they go from like tight to wide because they shot it with the intent for 3D conversion. Yeah. And because of that, you get all these like really clear images, and 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 the fight choreography is is well displayed, and you also have you know different like perspectives being played with it make it look more like a comic book in my opinion um i just i love the look and feel of this movie and just how clearly communicated all the action is yeah um and i i kind of wish i saw it in 3d i'm not sure if we did i don't think we did because we were cheap as college kids too what's that i agree that the scenery is nice like the star tower the avengers tower we talked about the chitauri being kind of blandish in design Mm. and even with their bland designs and the constant destruction of everything it still worked better than like transformers yeah no you know you look at transformers Transformers is fucking muddy and you're like you're like what the fuck is going on with all this you know place they uh in the good place there's a a can of spray that smells like a Transformers movie and and what? one of the characters like I love this. one of the characters like comes up to the other character and goes why do you smell loud and confusing <laughs> yeah we, they're in hell and they're like we've just developed a new scent of acts that's like based on the Michael Bay Transformers movies <laughs> Oh, God. It's so good, but but I mean, like, and it's definitely improved over time. But yeah. I think in in of its time, you know, the the Chitari work for the, yes. the function to yes. be, you know, uh, everything. You know, I remember lar- being blown the fuck away. Yeah, large, by that like CG and everything right. when they they pull out and they oh show you gosh. all those fucking aliens. You're like, right. oh my god, yes, yeah. blow those fuckers up is gonna be so good. And yeah. it, was. it was. It was really good. <laughs> Cody, what's your favorite part of the film, bud? Um, I got I got three favorite scenes. Um, only three, only three. Well, I mean, I'm going to narrow down. No, it's okay. Go for it. But um, like that that first fight scene between Cap and Thor and Iron, Iron Man, like yeah, that, like that whole thing is just like fantastic. Yeah. Um, and I really like the the first shot you get of them all together. Like when you like, oh uh, yeah, that that basically uh, the poster that three sixty yeah. like, yes. uh, shot where it goes around all the all <laughs> yeah. the Avengers. Yeah, I iconic. Mean, like, yeah, yeah, fucking exactly. iconic. Like that that is the like this is some special shit right here yeah. scene. But my favorite scene I think in the movie is like Tony Stark landing on his balcony 
like walking, oh, getting, yeah. yes. like getting the suit deconstructed, oh, yeah. so like good. walking into his house, not giving a fuck that Loki's standing there and pouring himself a drink. He's yeah. just like, I'm sick of this shit. I'm yeah. sick of you. I don't care. <laughs> like we have a Hulk. No, and Robert Downey Jr. As fuck. Robert Downey Jr.'s like I put that in my notes. I put RDJ giving Loki the biz, um, but <laughs> but like you know Robert Downey Jr.'s face in that and like the intensity in his mm. gaze that like it, it, it's such good acting uh, in that scene alone and the dialogue is just so well done he's like I have an army we have a Hulk it just, yeah, you like, know. it's yeah. literally him just walking in and being like look I don't care who you are I don't care where you're from yeah. like you ain't shit like get out he's, of my house he's literally like, going like there is no situation there's no version of this where you come out on top well yeah. and yeah. he really I mean he fucking sold Iron Man because yeah. That's a character that I didn't give a fuck about. Right. Okay? Like, I did not care about <laughs> Iron Man. I saw the first one. I was like, all right, okay, whatever. Iron Man 2, I fucking loved him, but that's a whole other thing. But then you get to the end of the Avengers, and they have that whole... I mean, they've really made you care about this dude that on mm. paper you shouldn't give a fuck about. And yeah. that is his doing, Unless I you're Zach like. in kindergarten. Like, no, no offense, but, like, you know, he's just... Or my friend in high school who... Just wanted to yell about it all the time. Yeah. Miss Carter, did you hear? <laughs> Iron Man, they cast Robert Downey Jr. Miss <laughs> Carter, they cast an alcoholic to play an alcoholic. Oh my God. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That was that was that was that guy though. He had that level of intensity all the time. Oh it was my super God. fun to be around I because of Im- it. I can just imagine now. Miss Carter, did you hear? They're putting five superheroes in one movie. Literally, you joke say, about though, that, but that's exactly how he would say it. I imagine I you say it, and I'll, I'm just imagining you say that guy was intense. So I imagine like you and that kid at the same time. Oh my god, that's where I got the Bless intensity her. from. Bless her. Uh, uh, uh. Alrighty. Uh, so as we do with every MCU film, at least so far, we have to do our rankings. And uh, if you guys would like to join us, you can. I'll give you the, the available options here. Um, mm-hmm. But to recap, Cody, we have all of Phase 1 now uh, for you know for selection. We have Captain Marvel, and then we have uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. And those are our choices mm-hmm. for today. Mm-hmm. And so I will go ahead and do mine first, let you guys kind of tabulate and think here really quick. Okay. So at number one, I think I'm still going to have Far From Home uh, up there. And then after that, I think I will probably put... And my list always changes and jumbles based on how I'm feeling, but that's yeah. because I'm a human being with emotions, damn it. Uh, but after that, let's see here. I'm going to probably put... I'll probably put Far From Home, Captain Marvel. Let's do Avengers, Captain America, Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Those are going to be my top five out of these choices for right now. Okay. And then after that, I'm going to go with... I think all I've got, yeah. So we're going to do Thor, Iron Man 2, and Hulk. I think mm. that's going to be my list out of the current things that we've reviewed so far. Mm. Uh, and that'll be it. Hulk is always going to be last for me. Hulk, mm. like, I had more enjoyment with a film that I thought I hated, aka Iron Man 2, yeah. uh, than I did with a thought of a film that I thought I liked, aka Hulk. Yeah. I remember Cody and I came in to record Hulk, and we both just kind of looked at each other. And you can hear the beginning of the episode. I'm like, Cody, how you doing today? And Cody's like, yeah, trademark, <laughs> a trademark Cody Sai. Yeah, he's like, I was doing better till I saw this film, Zach. <laughs> that, that long, just like, oh, what am I doing with my life? That's really interesting because I would rank Iron Man two pretty high. 
That's fine. Yeah, yeah. no, I would no. too. Oh, and I'm just, I'm curious why, because I haven't. Iron Man 2 for me is is good, and it's not as bad as I remember, but yeah. for me, I enjoyed I enjoyed Thor's origin a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, Iron Man will always be probably in my top five or ten, you know, as we move along here mm-hmm. for 22 mm-hmm. freaking films. But, uh, you know, as, as we move along, Iron Man, like, that was the biggest, like, satisfaction for me as a young man, especially because... Cassie, I don't know if you remember. Have you heard the the Iron Man conspiracy theory kindergarten story for Zach James? It's it's in an earlier episode. It is a much. It's our very first episode. I don't know that no. I have heard. It's that. okay. I'm um, trying to think. Long if- story short, uh, Iron Man is real. I watched the cartoon as a young man, and I enjoyed the comics occasionally when I could. No one believed me. Iron Man was a thing up until 2008, and then people oh, were like, "Oh, I see." So you were like, "He's a real superhero," yeah. and everybody's like, "No, what?" Yeah, and uh, then I finally he comes. Yeah, they're like, that, that's not a superhero. He's not Spider Man, and I'm like, "He's a real thing." <laughs> <laughs> and then 2008 rolls around, and, and I was like, "I told crazy. you." <laughs> But um, anyway, so that's why he's a uh, you know up sure. there for a while. Cap, I have a very soft spot for mm-hmm. for the cap, the first cap, uh, mm-hmm. especially because people don't like it for some reason. What? I don't know why. I thought it was so good, um, so good and true. And I also have a soft spot for World War II stories, and then of mm-hmm. course Captain Marvel. I just I, I really really enjoy. It was really uh, good. And of course Far From Home is just a lighthearted, fun Spidey adventure. So, mm-hmm. um, but Cody, give us give us your list here, and then we'll let our guests do theirs. Um, well, for all those keeping score at home. Um, my list literally ju- only changes by one because it just becomes Iron Man is no longer number one. Okay, it's now number two. Okay, and Avengers is higher than it. All right, so we'll run down the Go Avengers number one, Iron Man number two, Far From Home number three, Captain Marvel number four, Cap number five, uh, Iron Man two number six. Thor 1, number 7, and Hulk, number 8. All right. Sounds good. Uh, so either Joe or Cassie, you guys. I'll just give you my top three. Go for it. Go for it. Um, and I've missed some of the ones in the run-up. That's so fine. Yeah, I would probably, fine. you know, change my ranking a little bit, depending. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would put Avengers as maybe my favorite out okay. of the list. Yeah. Um, and probably just because of how deep I got into that fandom and how like much I interacted with that movie when it came out. Right. I mean, I had a, <laughs> we got deep in that one. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> Joe saw my Tumblr at that I, point. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. There I was... followed only like 15 people. Oh for a while, shit. Yeah. So I oh God. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. So... It's totally fine. I'm still subscribed. Oh, yes. Yeah, so... <laughs> for taste. If I get into a fandom, that is like 90% of what is reblogged. So like, a month ago, it was all good. Homeland's kind of terrible. dictated how I use Tumblr too. Yeah, and so it was like I'm sure it was like a lot of like. <laughs> yours, yours aged fine. Mine, I talked about Max Landis a lot. Ooh. Yeah. Well, see, and I, I tend to like just reblog stuff or like if I'm cosplaying, put that up there yeah. and that kind of thing. But Avengers, because I met people and I interacted with people sure. with that, and it was just a really nice fandom to be in, and right, it was yeah. very creative. Um, I would actually probably put Iron Man 2 as like number two. Okay. Yeah. Um, and for me, it's because I think it's the first movie I ever saw in theaters that had that kind of budget, that had that kind of character that is such like he is the figurehead of the series. Like, I mean, 
Yeah. He is super important to the series and they explored his anxiety Mm -hmm. and they talked about it like it was real and important. Like he thought he was dying when he had that panic attack. And that meant something to me as a person, as somebody with anxiety to see this in a multi-million dollar movie that went global Mm. and reached a lot of people and like it, it meant something to me. It's a good example. And so like, for me, just like seeing that at that time in my life and knowing other people that were kind of struggling with that to have this like super masculine character right. that it's not treated as a joke mm-hmm. and it's not played for a laugh. And I felt like that probably went places, you yeah. know, like there were probably people that saw that movie and realized, oh, oh, this is normal and it's okay. And mm-hmm. it doesn't make me any less of a man or whatever. And I just, it made me care about Tony Stark. Yeah. Um, because the first Iron Man, don't get me wrong, it was an awesome movie, but he was kind of just a superhero for me. Like, I didn't yeah. really have any, like, tie to him. And then when he comes into the Avengers and you have that backstory and you know where he's coming from, then you kind of mm. understand why he reacts to Bruce Banner in the way that he does and yeah. why he kind of comes at Cap the way that he does because he's trying to keep all of this together. Mm. And then Captain Marvel. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right. Okay. For obvious reasons. Sure. Hey, no, it's I, I get it. I totally get it. Shit, right. dude. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, dude's right. <laughs> right. All right, go for it, Joe. Probably going to give a list that's different from the last list I gave. So that's, sitting that's, here that's okay. on this day, Today, my ranks stand. Number one, Avengers. Yes. Number two, uh, where were the other movies? Uh, oh, my Lord, Joe. There's only so many. Look, look, look. I got it. I got it. Just, right, okay. I, I can do this. No, no, no. Don't you do it. I got it. Okay. Number one's Avengers. Number two, uh, I'm going to put Cap America. Okay. His personal That's favorite. That's fair. It's yeah. fucking good. There, like, for me, it's a lot of this is based on nostalgia and things I just like. So Avengers, I think, is going to hold one of those top spots because it is a movie that kind of means a lot to me. Yeah. So, and, and Captain America I really love because I love fucking uh, The Rocketeer and same director, same kind yep. of visual motifs, and it's just great. Um, truly underappreciated. Number three, I would put Iron Man 2. And then, let's see... Then Iron Man One. Okay. No, wait. I gotta throw in Spider Man Far From Home. He can go in between Sp- Iron Man Two and uh, <laughs> uh, whatever I said before that. I. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Um. And <laughs> then, it. Yeah. And then we've got uh, let's see Iron Man Two, Iron Man, and then I put Captain Marvel, Thor, and Hulk. I meant to put Thor Ragnarok on my list because it was excellent. That's no, I mean, we well, just, it's not. It, it's, we, haven't, it, we haven't reviewed Thor Ragnarok yet, uh, so you're good. You're I good. don't. I don't. I didn't understand. No, 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 no. no it's okay. We we only we we we're making our list as we we oh, review them. We're I see. It as we watched and Captain movies. and Captain Marvel and Far From Home came out while we were doing the show. We haven't done Endgame because we thought that would be really and weird Infinity to like War. review right. Endgame and Infinity War like in the. But middle you got of Avengers day. out of the way. But we got Avengers. We're done with the Phase One, Cody. Phase Two. Cody's favorite movie's coming up next. The entire time we've done this. Iron Man 3. Oh, man. I thought Clerks was going to be a part of the cinematic universe. No. Cody has been dreading this day for ages, and I am looking forward to it because every time we put an episode up, I put an Iron Man 3 gif on his Twitter now. Yeah. So please, please, flood 
Cody's Twitter with Iron Man 3 gifts. He I, is I at the Orange Avenge R. He is. Like a pirate. I think that'll be it, though, for this episode. Thank you, uh, Joe. Thank you, Cassie, for joining us on this special episode here. Uh, I really appreciate you guys coming in here and making a squad for a squad film. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but if uh, you guys want to email us with any questions, comments, concerns, suggested topics, whatever, you can email us at uh, panelpicturespodcast at gmail.com, or you can hit us up on Twitter, which is panel damn it every what? episode wow. i had this i fuck it up every time it whiteboard. it's it's panel podcast i think i think it's panel podcast i'm pretty sure pulling up twitter right now yeah look it is podcast panel podcast panel <laughs> i was almost don't right. don't you podcast add panel. those nice people at panel podcast yeah podcast panel don't you be writing that cody you dingus Anyway, uh, if you want to get a hold of Joe on Twitter, uh, that's uh, at HowIsJoe underscore in between all that there. Underscore. How underscore is underscore Joe. Joe. And I'm fine, thanks. All right, good. Cassie, where can people find you on the Oh, internet? Lord. Okay, here's my list. So I am on Twitter as ThresholdQuest1. I have a Tumblr. It's Threshold Questions. Actually, it may be Threshold Podcast. At Tumblr.com. <laughs> wow, I tried to. See, okay. y'all make fun of me. Listen, but I know the Twitter. it's very but difficult I'm the to keep up with. I'm the only person that them. knows what the fuck I'm pushing. Shut I up. know, but the, it's it's hard if you have to have a different one. So no, they're all the same. Because um, on Podbean, I'm thresholdquestions.podbean.com. On SoundCloud, it is SoundCloud.com/slash Cassandra Willow. If you have a question for me, I have a podcast that's an advice podcast. If dear Abby was a witch, and you can email me questions at thresholdquestions at g gmail.com all righty cool and i think that is going to be it so up next we're going to be doing iron man 3 cody we've also done some weird ones in between this they haven't aired quite yet as of recording this but i think it's time we start digging into that dc universe bud i think it's time we've we've hit phase one with mcu and i think it's time that get we start to, get dirty with some look, digging we're making you do iron man 3 so you'll get to relish in three movies for me uh which is Batman. three movies yeah, Batman, Superman, Suicide Squad, and Justice League. All movies I dislike with a great dislike. <laughs> you seem to just love. Yeah. It's okay, yeah, I get well I mean, there's there's I mean we do Man of Steel. Totally. No, but I'm talking about out of all those, yeah, there's I'm three di- that I really oh, would, okay. could just go on without like, living. What? I could live without watching them. I you know. God. Oh, that's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. I have, it sounds like you're going to have so much fun doing that, Zach. I it can is, see the smile on your face. It's getting bigger getting so much bigger I, oh man i you know the other day i found out someone like I, I was cleaning house and i found a justice league pez set under my bed that someone had gifted me and it was in a metal tin it, and everything from, a, from the movie from the movie and i'm like what the fuck am i gonna do with this well you can so, draw a mustache onto superman's face i can't i think i will i think i'll do that and then throw it in the office here so we'll see how that goes but i think that's gonna be it for this episode folks thank you for your continued support as always and until next time stay super bye-bye Would you two other knuckleheads please say bye? Oh, are you waiting on me? Yeah, both or of you. Me. Oh, well. Uh...
Cody, you want to say bye first? What is with this show and no one being able to say bye? It's just this one. <laughs> nah, I mean, like, I mean, Joe, don't want Because to say the bye. listeners never leave. So oh long, farewell, avidas, and good night. I've still got four more hours with all of you. <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, you do. Bye. <laughs>